like y'all, hey, what's going on out there? How y'all doing today? Welcome <laughs> to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in the house. That's right. It's Monday, y'all. That's right. It's Soapbox Monday. All right. I hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. <laughs> I know I did. All right. So we got a lot to talk about today. And um, we're going to take our time talking about it, hopefully. Uh, no need to rush this thing. We got two and a half, maybe even three hours to talk about whatever it is you feel like talking about today. Y'all know me. I always start off with something. But, hey, if you want to talk about something, hey, today is your day. All right. So first things first, though, let me tell y'all how you can be a part of the show. If you should happen to be listening and you just want to comment on something that's being discussed, the easiest way to do that is to give me a call. That's all you have to do. Just call me. <laughs> it's simple. Only thing you have to do is pick up the phone and dial 347-838-8622. Once again, that's 347-838-8622. Press the number one on your keypad, and that shows me that you want to comment on whatever topic we're discussing, and I will bring you into the conversation, okay, as quickly as I can. Another way is you can shoot me an email during the show, and that's Eric Let's Talk L-E-T-S, at gmail.com. Um, I'm always checking the email throughout the show. So if you got something you want us to say but you can't do it because you may be at work or whatever, um, just shoot me an email. i get it on the air for you that way. Also, there's always our chat room that's open, and you can log in to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk and log into the chat room. Come in as a guest, but if you come in as a guest, something you can do is read um, what's being um, talked about in the chat room. But if you log in using a username, then you'd be able to participate in that conversation as well. So those are the ways you can participate in the show, and I do look forward to hearing from each and every one. Um, the show's website is also up and running. Um, that's ericlesstalk.com. Um, I put little tidbits and thoughts and videos and things like that up on the website. So if you're curious, um, go by there and check that out, okay? All right, so anyway, welcome to the show. <laughs> All right, I want to say welcome to guest 809 and guest 810. Thank you for joining us today. And those that will be listening later on through the archives, thank you for joining us as well. Thank you for listening. I do appreciate your patronage, okay? So with all that being said, let's get on with the get on. Um Wow, what a weekend, man. I tell you, what a weekend. Soon as things begin to die down a little bit, you have other stuff pop up. And, man, we just can't get a rest, can we? You can't have any peace. <laughs> we cannot have any peace. This is just getting out of hand, completely out of hand. A um, couple of more shootings. Um, the main one is in, what, Baton Rouge, Louisiana? Yeah, yeah, and of course we have the same narrative there. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, verdict in the fourth um, Freddie Gray um, officer's trial. We have a verdict in on that. I told y'all what the verdict was going to be, <laughs> but we're going to talk about that um, in a little bit as well. Um, there's a petition that was sent to the White House on the White House webpage that's asking um, the Pentagon to classify the Black Lives Matter movement as a um, terror group. 
So we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. And those are the things I may have to talk about for right now. Of course, you know, as we roll along through the show, no telling what else we'll come up with. But, <laughs> oh, let's have us some fun, y'all, all right? So let's talk. Um, Republican National Convention has started today in Cleveland, Ohio. And, uh, you know, all the, the, prompt, the pomp and ceremony and all that good stuff is going on right now. And, uh, of course, a lot of people are looking for Donald Trump to come out as the um, official Republican nominee. However, there are those out there that are um, attempting to force a contested um, convention. Now, we'll see how far that's going to go because it's going to be quite, quite interesting to see, you know, how together – is this Republican Party? Um, you know, I'll be paying attention, watching a little bit here and there. You know, we're just, uh, let's be honest. Conventions, the, those type of conventions, they're pretty much boring. You know, it, it's usually just um, status quo. You know, you have the speeches and what have you. But this one may actually have a little um, suspense to it. Just see how the first couple of days go. You know, um, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. East Coast, what's up? East Coast in the house. Um, so we'll see what's going on. Um, you know, you have the Bushes that's not going to attend. And, of course, John McCain not showing up. Like, really, we really care. But uh, <laughs> and a couple of others, you know, that's usually a part of this convention that won't be there Um is that to say that um, they don't approve of Donald Trump? I don't know if that's what they're trying to say. Or maybe just saying they upset because Jeb Bush didn't win. <laughs> you know, because the Bushes are considered political royalty, you know. And for son number three not to get there, hey, we we may just snub this whole deal completely. So we'll see. We'll see if they're going to try and push another one, another candidate in there somewhere. I don't know. I don't know. But, of course, we know the Trumpster is going to have something spectacular going on. <laughs> and who knows? He he made to say something dumb like he usually does. And um, <laughs> we'll go from there. <laughs> oh, you know, because, yeah, it's just crazy. Anyway, so we'll see. Like I said, that's going on in Cleveland, Ohio. And, you know, they actually wanted the, the governor to um, uh, restrict their um, open carry for the convention. Um, however, Governor Kasich, y'all know that name, Kasich? Yeah, he was running. He said he couldn't do that. So let's see if this going to cause any problems because Cleveland is a, um, um open carry state, So I mean city. So um, let's see if... if, if it's going to cause any problems. Supposedly, um, security is very tight. You know, from what they've shown, they have, you know, guys out there with their little vest on, saying Secret Service, police, and what have you. And so we're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see if there's any um, trouble that goes on out there. You know, with the recent rash of shootings of police officers and um, unarmed blacks and things of that nature, it should be quite interesting to see how this is the security part of it is handled. Um, 
You know, one of the interesting parts about this convention is some of the things that they cannot bring into the hall, you know, besides backpacks and, you know, the normal stuff are tennis balls. Now, I don't know what tennis balls have to do with the conventions, but they can't bring tennis balls into the um, convention hall. So <laughs> I don't know. Maybe somebody was planning on throwing some at somebody. I don't know. But that's one of the oddest things I've heard um, as far as what they cannot bring into um, the convention. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if this just um, just par for the course or are there really going to be any fireworks at this convention? You know, let's see if somebody's going to try and derail the Trump, or Trump train. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, moving right along. Black Lives Matter. Well, before we get to Black well, this kind of goes in, in, in hand in hand. Freddie Gray case, officer number four, officer number four, whose name is, last name is Rice. I know his last name is Rice, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he chose a bench trial, which means the judge got to um, decide whether he was guilty or innocent. And after a short trial, the judge has come back and said, well, he is innocent. <laughs> of course, is that a big surprise? Brian Rice, Lieutenant Brian Rice, and he was found innocent of all charges that was brought against him in the Freddie Gray case. And uh, is that a surprise? No. <laughs> I told you a long time ago, when, it's, when, the, when the family accepted that, that settlement for the city, that pretty much um, uh, made it cablage that these um, officers were going to get off. I told you all that. Um, he was charged with involuntary manslaughter, reckless endangerment, and misconduct in office. Now, those are the, the actual charges that he ended up um, being tried on. There were a couple that were dismissed, dismissed a couple during the trial that just were thrown out completely. Um, but the interesting thing is this, this judge, um, he's been on the last three trials. Isn't that amazing? Now, you would think that if the prosecution would be smart enough to say, well, if he's acquitted the first two, why would I want him on this next one? <laughs> you know, I mean, he, he has already shown his hand and demonstrated how he feels about the whole situation. So why would you let the same judge, the same judge um, preside over another case? I'm not, I'm not understanding that. And of course, the verdict came back as the same. Um, the only one that didn't come back as acquitted was um, the Porter trial, the first officer, and that's because he chose a jury trial. However, that came back as a hung jury. But um, the there the the um, state of Baltimore, they are going to retry him around September the sixth. I think that's around Labor Day or whatever, ain't isn't it? <laughs> Amazing. Anyway, so, um, and, and Brian Rice, he was the highest-ranking officer of everyone um, that's being tried. So, you know, they basically were saying he had the responsibility of uh, of all of them. Um, 
You know, it's interesting because the judge said that um, failure to seatbelt a deterney in a transport wagon is not inherently a crime. And honestly, that is a good point. I mean, if you didn't seatbelt them in and there were no, <clears throat> excuse me, no um, uh, um, rules at that time on the books that said that was necessary, then he had a good point. However, the prosecution argued that um, basically what we've said on the show a lot of times, uh, we need some um, common sense should have told him. But then again, defense argued that, well, with the crowd that was gathering, they didn't know how the crowd was going to react if they took a little extra time to um, seatbelt the, the prisoner, Freddie Gray, in. So it went on and it went on. Eventually, the judge said, nope, that's not that's not going to work. He went on to say the state failed to show um, that Brian Rice was aware of an updated policy requiring officers to buckle in prisoners. And that's how he got off. Shadow Warrior, welcome to the show. Um, you know, in lieu of what we've seen in the first four trials, should Marilyn Mosley just, shouldn't they just drop it? Just say, okay, enough. You know, we have been embarrassed enough. You know, we went to we're going to admit that we went to trial way um, before we had enough evidence to make these, these charges stick. And just leave it there. You know, I mean, you owe for four. Okay, <clears throat> let's change it. You owe three and one. Okay, we're going to call it a hung jury a tie. All right? But you owe three and one. <laughs> You know, that first one, oh, zero, three and one. I mean, you you haven't won anything. And now, let's really look at this. If you can't win with a jury, and a jury says, well, I don't know, and with all the publicity that is coming out after the rest of these, with the rest of these trials, there's no way in heck you're going to get a conviction on Porter. So, Marilyn Mosley. Let's be honest. Cut your losses, took your tail, drop the charges, and move on. <laughs> um, okay. I mean, you, you made your stance. You got shot down. Okay, we understand what happened. And let's, let's move on. Because honestly, these next two trials, they're, they're going to end up the same way. Because if I'm the officer's, I'm choosing a bench trial also, especially if I'm getting the same judge, <laughs> Judge Williams, and I'm Barry Judge, Circuit Judge Barry Williams. If I'm, if he's going to sit on the trials, bench trials, I, I'm going for the bench trial. I am. Nah. <laughs> hey, it's, it's just the way it is. Just the way it is. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, let's see. The next officer coming up is Garrett Miller on July the 27th. And um, after that, it'll be Sergeant Alicia White, October the 13th. Uh, those are the next two trials that be coming up if they decide to go ahead and go for them. As I mentioned before, Officer Porter, his retrial is September the 6th. Um, Hey, look, let's be honest. Just cut it. Cut it. Just cut it. Be done with it. Say bye-bye. You're not going to win, Marilyn Mosby. You're not going to win on these. 
You know, and as I said before, the family took the the six point four million dollar settlement with the city early before even the trials had even started. And I I don't care what anybody say, I still say that that played a big part. That really did. That played a very large part in the way these charges, um, these cases are going, these trials are going right now. Um, I don't know. If if that is all you had was that um, failing to follow police procedures, fastening a prisoner in a seatbelt, no, that you're not gonna get. Even if they hadn't taken the charge, I mean the the, the settlement. I don't think they would have got a conviction because we know law enforcement are are you know viewed as untouchable. And now with the recent shootings, they also viewed as victims. And you know what that means? <laughs> They're not going to be convicted. It's, they're not. Okay. Now, contrary to what you may have um, listened to, what um, those on certain sides of the aisle may say, you know, some say President Obama has caused all this to happen and so forth and so on. Uh, you can buy into it if you want to. I, I actually think this has always been here. <laughs> it has been festering. And now since um, certain individuals are running for office and have been endorsed by certain individuals, you know what, screw this. Since Trump is running for office and he has demonstrated that, you know, hey, um, everything is open. It's fair game, so why not? Now, let's get to shooting in band, band rules here for a moment. You know, it's interesting that you have these shootings going on. And <laughs> as I mentioned before, it's interesting because usually when you have these shootings, there's three things that are guaranteed, that are guaranteed to come up. And they are nine times of ten. They have some type of military training. Number two, they're usually black. Number three, they have some association with some group that is viewed as revolutionary. Um, and number four, they have something on a, a Facebook page or somewhere that is running against a particular group of people, i.e. the police department and white people. Um and they're quick to point these out. They are very, the media is very, very quick to point these things out. In this case, Gavin Long, I guess that that's what they say the young man's name is. Um, now, the pictures that they were showing and the pictures that they showed this guy on Facebook, to me, I don't know. Maybe I'm looking too hard at the pictures, but they don't match. <laughs> the pictures do not match. Now, you know, like I said before, I may be looking a little bit too hard, um, but the pictures do not match. And um, it's interesting that all this is going down now just before the Republican convention. And, of course, we know the Democratic convention is coming up here, if not next week, the week after. Um, is this coincidence or 
Is there really something to this thing? Is there really something to it? <laughs> um, because it has really changed the narrative in the country. It really has. It has gone from the police to law enforcement, I'm going to say law enforcement, um, being the perpetrators of some dastardly deeds to being the victims of some outright ruthlessness. No, they are the hunted now. They are the ones that's under the gun that they have to be careful. Well, and as always by someone militarized, nine times out of ten he has some ties to Islam because that, that is the key. And, of course, he has to be of ethnicity other than European, Caucasian, or however you want to say it, white. Now, the only thing missing out of that is he's not a part of the LGBT. <laughs> All right. I know some of y'all turning here like, really? Yes, really. Let's be honest. If you go back and take a look at all law enforcement has been so-called targeted, those are some of the, the criteria that must be put out for everyone to understand how dastardly these individuals are. Now, let's not forget that during all this last week, um, 28 pages were told, completely released, blaming the Saudi government um, for September 11th, 9-11, as, as most people call it. But let's remember, before that, um, Saudi Arabia put an article in their paper stating, saying that it was America who did 9-11 orchestrated 9-11. It was America who had to create an enemy to further their purpose. Yes. Yes. So while our attention is, is turned to all of that, all of this other stuff is going on. And also, you know, while we we have our attentions on these so-called shootings, um, the House has passed a, a, a bill, you know, to um, kind of change the way trade is done between the United States and other countries. But you didn't hear a lot about that because we stuck on um, on um, these shootings. And let's not forget, there was an um, attempted coup in Turkey. Now, you know. <laughs> uh, now, you know. And the reason why I say attempted because it was it was um, pushed back, but um, we had our hands in that. Yes, we did. And I'm not talking about the the um, the, the part of turning it back. That's all I'm going to say. We had our hands in, in this old this attempted kill of Turkey. It's because little is known. Although we get to use one of Turkey air bases, we have been battling with Turkey for a long time since the Gulf War, actually. America has been battling with Turkey for a long time. Remember? Remember now? Where did they have to go? Who airspace did they have to go into to go and get Assad and Bin Laden? But they failed to tell them. That's all I'm saying. See, everything is coming back in the circle now. Everything is rolling right on back in, and bam, it's right there. 
but you're not supposed to put those things together because you're supposed to be concentrating on all these shootings that's going on. I was listening to one of my morning talk shows. I usually listen to local talk radio, and there's a, a, a woman that called in, and she was a white woman, and it was interesting at the, her thought process because she said, you know, I found something. I find something really suspicious about all these police shootings, um, the shooters, the where they're they're firing from, and how the the, the officers are are reacting. Just, I found it. I find it suspicious, suspicious. And of course, the host, you know, they, they started playing, you know, the little um, X file music, you know, and throwing off, yeah, conspiracy, yeah. But see, and, and that's what happens when. When the public, who they consider to be um, high society, starts wondering, then it they're in trouble. They are they are in trouble, and it has to be quelled and put down, uh, or, or and have the narrative change real fast, real fast. <laughs> oh yeah, but of course, but of course. You know, and I, I've been one of the biggest opponents um, opponents of um, Barack Obama, especially on his LGBT, what have you. But um, <laughs> oh, welcome to the show, Blues Unchanged. I'm glad to see you, you and um, 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 up in up in um, you know, you in full mode today. But anyway, as I was saying, um, you know, it's interesting that we fail to realize that there's more going on behind the scenes than they want, than we are, will ever be aware of. Okay, Um, like this Black Lives Matter thing petition that's online. And because, <laughs> well, they, it's an online petition that is requesting that black, the Black Lives Matter movement be formally labeled as a terror group uh, because of the actions in Ferguson, Baltimore, and because they interrupted a Bernie Sanders <laughs> rally. <laughs> and here's the interesting thing. This, this is so funny. Um, <laughs> here's the funny part. Um, they want them to be um, labeled as a terror group on grounds of principle, integrity, morality, and safety. Now, let's be honest. Who came up with those grounds right there? Hey, those grounds the the, the United States of America don't even follow. So, I mean, how you going to want somebody else <laughs> to be labeled? If that's the case, then you got to label uh, Mr. Smith the same thing. And we know Mr. Smith goes in and takes whatever he wants. It could be local. It could be state. It could be federal. It could be somebody else's country. It doesn't matter. If they want it, they're going to get it. You know. <laughs> You know, and then, you know, it, it's interesting how how people um, actually, the, the way their minds think. Uh, 
<laughs> Blues Unchanged, you've been listening to my show long enough to know who Mr. Smith is. If you don't know who Mr. Smith is, then you, you <laughs> then maybe you need to go back and listen to some of the other shows. I'm not going to entertain you right now. But anyway, um, principle, integrity, morality, and safety. What was the principle and integrity and the morality and especially the safety during 9-11? Where was all that at? Huh? What was that when troops got sent into countries based on a lie? That even today they are trying to uphold. Now they, they're blaming a whole different country. And you know why they want to go after Saudi Arabia? Because Saudi Arabia has a new prince in charge of oil now. And he's saying, screw that. We're not agreeing to nobody. We're going to pump as much oil as we can. We're going to go back to making as money as we can. Because little is known, the kingdom is short of um, running out of money right now. They are. They're running out of money. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to pump as much oil as we can pump, screw agreement with anybody, and if Iran is not going to be a part of the agreement, we definitely not joining in. we pumping our oil. Well, you know, the big oil barons here in the United States can't have that going on. They can't have that going on. So where's the principle? Where's the integrity? Where's the morality at? Where's the morality and safety? Really? Really? Let's not forget that in the same, under these same definitions that they have, um, they tried to classify, they classified the Black Panther Party the same way. Now, and that was a group that was actually was working on principle, integrity, morality, and safety for their own neighborhoods and communities. Hmm. Imagine that. Imagine that. But see, we have short memories in this country. We don't we don't want to think about things like that. We want to go on, on what's happening now and, and you know, because you have one group of people that, that, that is out there uh doing whatever. Now let's remember that when the shooting happened in Dallas, up until that time, everything was peaceful. Everything, it was a peaceful demonstration. Everything was going smoothly. Then all of a sudden, their shots rang out, then chaos and blaza and blizzard, and now look where we are today. The last few incidents of shootings, who's been, who's been attacked, so-called attacked? Law enforcement. Hmm. But at the time, that's who was being protested, right? I'm just talking, y'all. Don't, don't pay me no attention. I'm just talking. <laughs> you know, and it's interesting because everybody wants to get, wants to blame President Obama. He caused this, and he started this, and well, you know what? As much as I don't want to say it, I'm gonna say it. He didn't cause this. He didn't cause this. This is something that has been festering for years, years, years. This is something that has been overdue. This is something that is that was going to happen regardless who was in office. Let's be honest, it is. Now, if you're being truthful with yourself, 
uh, why do you think so many states have decided to go ahead and pass a um, open carry? Huh? Why? Why do you think that? But if you notice, when you, when it comes to open carry, only a specific group of people usually get away with open carry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, without being harassed, bothered. It's a fact. But anyway, let me read something that that President Obama said. We shouldn't get too caught up in this notion that somehow people who are asking for fair treatment are somehow automatically anti-police are trying to only look out for black lives as opposed to others. I think we have to be careful about playing that game. See, and the part you're missing in that whole sentence is we have to be careful about playing that game because that's what it is. It's a game. It's a game. It's a deadly one too, but it's a game. (laughs) <laughs> like I say, you got the Republican Party coming on. Donald Trump says, Donald Trump says, well, you know, he says good things, but his body language says something else. Huh. And he was talking about the president when he was uh, talking about the shootings in Baton Rouge over the weekend. You know, and it's interesting that you mentioned body language because when Donald Trump talks, not only is his body language just not there, his, what he says is just the same thing over and over again. It's just different ways. But y'all behind him, right? <laughs> ah, thank you, Blues Unchanged, for joining us, stopping by. Um, I hope you have um, you you're successful in the things that you have to do. See you later. <laughs> You know, and and honestly, that's another issue that we have in this country. You can't voice your opinion. You can't say how you feel unless you're classified as a loser, a conspirator, you know, a a jackass, or whatever the names they want to call you. Because your eyes are open now. And you're no longer falling for the hogwash that's being fed to you on a daily basis. Hmm. Why? Why, people? And you wonder why we're in the situation that we're in now? Huh? Do you wonder why we're in the situation we're in now? It's one of those things to where it is enough of this crap. Enough. We no longer need to sit by, stand by, and let this stuff destroy us. Now, let me go on and and clarify the word, the use of us, okay? Because when I say us, I mean us as humans. I mean us as people. No, I'm not talking black and white right now. I'm talking human people. All of us have to live right here in this same place, this same little area we call the world or Earth. We have to live here. You know, it's interesting that um, we're out there looking for um, 
UFOs and things of that nature. Why are we looking? We can't even get along with ourselves. How are we going to go and look for some aliens? <laughs> and you wonder why they walk among us and don't among us already and don't show themselves. We are some destructive individuals to each other, to each other. How are we going to survive anything? But you know, the, and, and uh, <laughs> I was talking to a friend over the weekend and I was looking at, um, we were sitting out eating and I was looking at, um, some sporting event on television. And it really struck me as strange because I say, you know, it's interesting with all the so-called hatred and division we have in this country, you get a whole stadium, 50,000, 50, 60,000 people in one place and nothing happens. And nothing happens. But you go out here on the street every day, and if you led to believe it, we can't stand each other. We can't get along to save nobody. How does that work, people? How does that work? Are we as a people, country, world, that hypocritical? Let's be honest. You get the Dallas Cowboys. If you was, say some, the Dallas Cowboys was playing somewhere right now, it doesn't matter what your skin color is, what your sexual orientation is, or whatever. If you like the Dallas Cowboys, all y'all will be right there in the same place. Same for the Oakland Raiders, Pittsburgh Steelers, my Jaguars. It doesn't matter. Everybody be in the stands rooting against, rooting for a team, rooting against the other team, but everything is fine. At the end of the day, the game's over, your team lost, oh, well, bam. Everybody walk out, get in the car, go home. Now, you may have a little fight, you know, that may be um, joy juice in, um, <laughs> initiated, but the, the bottom line is everybody get along, go home. So where does that come in at in your daily life? You know, because this thing is is it's politically charged, it's politically induced. It is. It's economically induced. And like I was telling somebody who I was giving a ride to earlier today, you know, what is the best way to control a, a group of people? Keep them in fear of each other. Keep them in fear. That way I can control everything you do, everything you see, everything you you eat. I can control that because you're scared of me. You're scared of, of to go outside. You're scared to go out and look at your neighbor and wave. Scared they're going to pull out a gun, a weapon, and shoot you with. Ooh. I'm afraid right now somebody may come through my window. Don't believe that, okay? Because I'm not afraid. But my point is this. I'm not going to call you sheeple. I'm going to call you say people, humans. Humans. It's time to put the fear down. It's time to stop letting these individuals lead us by the nose. 
taking us to the water and actually sticking our head in the water and say, oh, yeah, you're going to drink. It's time to stop it. It's time to stop killing each other. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You kill one, another one comes. What is that solving? Now, some say, well, you know, now they can feel the pain that has been, they have caused us. Hmm. That's an interesting thought process. Yeah. Let's kill up everybody. So the next group can step over all our dead bodies and continue on. (laughs) Don't you say that? The logic in that? There is none. We, to get it together, people, we have to get it together. You know, life, life is what we make it. It, it really is. And uh, you going out there killing law enforcement, law enforcement going out there killing us, you know, uh, we killing each other, whites killing each other, uh, black and whites killing each other, Asians killing each other. Uh, okay. We doing a whole lot of killing, but nothing's changing. Hmm. Imagine that. You know, that, that's like on the same same um, token of the, all this marching and praying and what's changing. We have to do something different, people. Everything that we're doing now has been done before. And we're coming up with the same, same, same situations. Nothing's changing. They let some people tell you they may be changing, but there's nothing changing about this. Pianki, welcome to the show. I don't know. I just feel at this point in my life, I'm tired of it. I am. You know, I have a son, and I have to constantly sit down and talk to him and explain to him, you know, what's what's really all this is about, what's, what's really going on. You know, and, and it's sad because what's going on in the world today it it has a effect on on you whether you believe it or not. Well, I'm not gonna say all of you because some of you walking around you you're in the you're in the the um you're in the dark. Now, let's be honest. Some of you walking around with your head in the sand, and that's where you want it to be. That's fine. I'm not knocking you for it. Hell, sometimes I wish um I wish I could dang on walk around with my head in the sand. But I can't do that. So what do we do, people? What do we do? How do we do it? I guess those those are the questions that are on hand. You know, are the killings of law enforcement, are they really achieving anything? Um, Should Black Lives Matter be um, labeled as a terror group? What do you think about that? 
Huh? What do you think? Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm sure y'all tired of listening to me going, you know, it's Soapbox Monday, so this is what I do. You know, this is what I do. I have to get mine out. I do. I have to get it out. Because what I realize is the more I sit and think and, and, and hold on to some of these things in my mind, I start going crazy, too. You know, it's a game, y'all. It's a game that we must, that we must change. It's, it's a game. It's control. It's control. That's what it is. Control the masses by any means necessary. We got to create a, a, a big um, spectacular event, then that's what we shall do. If we must change the narrative, that's what we will do. We will write, rewrite history over and over again to make it do and say what we needed to do and say. And when they catch on, when they catch on, we'll rewrite history again and change the narrative. Thank you, Sustain Goni, for that. That's Carl Rove, y'all, paraphrase, basically. <laughs> I love that because you can see it happening on daily, in a daily, on a daily basis. You can see it happening. You can see it happening. You know, Trump is around here talking about, he, he kind of backed off a little bit about his ban on Muslims. But little do you know, do you know that in, in the U.K., um, they're talking about sending some um, people out of their country as well, not just Muslims either. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? So as we sit here and think it's just a little, it's just happening in our little piece of uh, of what we call earth. It's not. It's not. Um, has anyone else found it kind of um, peculiar that France is getting hit a lot lately? Besides me. I know they're a soft target, aren't they? Law enforcement are soft targets, too. You can ambush them. You can drive by big old trucks, fill them up with stuff, and drive them. When you, the truck gets shot up, you jump out and start firing. Nobody can do anything. Right? Hmm. Hmm. That's the narrative they want you to think. However, there was a shooting somewhere. I forgot. I think it was in a nursing home. Over the weekend, there was a shooting in a nursing home. And now, check this out. There was a shooting in a nursing home, and unarmed guards subdued the individual. Okay. So basically, flashlight guards, they subdued someone with a weapon, firing, shooting, killing. Now, how does that work? You unarmed, and you can stop someone 
But you have, y'all see where I'm going with this? It's just not right. <laughs> it's just not right. But you didn't hear about that, did you? Of course you didn't. Because that destroys the narrative of of you know uh, of gun control. It destroys the narrative of pro guns. Um you know, this guy, whoever it was, apparently someone who was up he was on guards. This is in Florida. This is in Florida. I think it is. No, I'm mistaken. The whole police forces is can't take out. <laughs> Wow. But, you know, the, another interesting part about all these shootings and all these groups that are saying it's wrong, it's bad. You know, one group you still haven't heard from? Where's the LGBTQRSTUV in, in, in this whole situation? Why haven't you heard anything from them? They sure got a lot of outcry and and, and love when the, the Pulse Club in Orlando was shot up. But law enforcement getting getting their butts handed to them right now. You don't hear anything from them. Why is that? Why is that? Once again, one of those things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> oh. Hey, it's Monday. It's Monday. I just, I, hey, it's in my mind. It's in my head. I got to let it out. I got to let it out. <laughs> oh, Lord. But anyway, anyway, you know, those are just some of the things that was working around in my head. I had to have let out. Um, should the Black Lives Matter movement be classified as a terror movement? A terrorist organization? No. No. Cause, and here's the reason why I say no. You have to understand that even though you have a so-called movement, doesn't mean that <laughs> the whole movement, everyone is in, in, in sync with the main movement, if you know what I mean. Because you have splinter groups. We already know this. Thus, Al-Qaeda, ISIS, um, Jihad, all the other people who have splintered off into their own little separate groups. You see, hey, you're seen it in religion for the longest. Everybody's splitting off into their own little religion corner and name their church or whatever because they're not happy with this. So to take one group and put them under one big umbrella, that's not fair. Just to say all black people are racist. Oh, I forgot black people can't be racist. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, That all black people hate white people. No, some of us do believe we all can live alone. We live together. You can live among someone. You don't have to trust them, but you can live with them. <laughs> That's just the truth of the matter. You got to, you have to deal with them some kind of way. 
Let's be honest about this thing. Some of us believe that we should go back to segregation, separate, separate ourselves. Others don't. We have to live with that, right? We still have to live with them. They have to live with us. We work with them on a daily basis. We play sports with them daily. We, uh, hey, some of us even worship with them. And let's be honest, some of you out there even claim some of them to be your best friends. Nothing's wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with that. If that is the way you feel, then stand up for what you believe in. Stand up for the way you feel. Stop letting people lead you by the nose. I keep going back to that, don't I? I know. I keep going back to that. Stop letting people lead you by the nose. They're following the crowd. Hey, that looked like a good road to take. Let me take that road. That's where everybody seems to be going. I'm going to jump on that road, too. Sometimes it's okay to go the other way. Sometimes it's okay. It's okay to go the other way. It's all right. You'll be okay. You know, I, I think that's one of the issues I do have with um, the Black Lives Matter movement, the, the initial one, is if you're going to stand up for Black Lives Matter, you stand up for all of it. Don't just choose and choose what part of you're going to stand up for. Stand up for all of it, which includes black-on-black killing, wine, you know, stand up for it. It's Okay. Not just when one of our, our young men and women get killed by law enforcement. That's not right. <laughs> That's not right. But we got to, we have to live together, y'all. We do. We we have to. I mean, until the day comes to where we get our own planet or what have you, we all gonna have to live together. We are. But anyway, enough. Enough of me. You're ranting and raving. Um, the phone lines are open. <laughs> Tutti Frutti, what's going on? <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. It's good. Um, anyway, anyway, let me go on and, and let Pianki come in and, and get his little pieces open. The phone lines are open. Three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. Call me. Let me know what's on your mind. Hey, it's Monday, y'all. Y'all know how I roll around here. <laughs> All right. Let me bring Pianki in. Welcome to the show, Mr. Pianki. What's going on, man? Well, well, where were you at Friday, where man? Were you at Friday, man. Well, if you listen to the show last you Monday, you know where I was echo. Friday. Why you well, why I don't get an echo. echo. Oh, the echo's on your phone. I don't hear it on mine. Well, uh, yeah. No, Black Lives Matter can s- stick to their concentration. They started the group. The young people was concerned about what was going on with police officers. Obama was totally ridiculous in what he said, making mention that uh, this has been going on for too long. Well, yeah, uh, people have created compilations 
of police brutality incidents. Compilations, one after the other, all over the place against men, women, children. And they've been doing it forever. And before they started being able to do it, utilizing this most recent technology, they was talking about it, Eric. They was talking about it. And no one believed them. They shrugged them off, saying, oh, that ain't going on. So Black Lives Matter has a right to target police officer brutality, who, by the way, take an oath to the U.S. Constitution to uphold it, take an oath to state constitutions, also the ordinances of the municipality that they work in. And you're right about the U.K., and other European countries are expelling foreigners. You don't hear none of that coming out of the Democrats like they jumped on the Honorable Mr. Trump for making statements, which makes more sense. As I put a chat in your link in your chat room, Switzerland is doing if you have a minor traffic violation. You got to go. What do you think about that? I do believe that it's a, it's just a sign of things to come. <laughs> it really is. Um, we often say it here on the show. It, what's going on? What's about to happen here in the United States? A lot of people don't believe that because you know they want to live in their own little world and believe the the the, the rhetoric that we're such a great nation and you know we run the world when actually we do not. So that's not surprising. <laughs> it's not. Well, so. as long as people keep their guns, don't give up your guns. You might need them. <laughs> and, uh, you see what happened over in uh, Turkey. Yeah. And they say Obama had something to do with that. I thought Turkey was an arch ally of his. Man, come on now, really? You uh, you really thought well, Turkey, uh, Turkey ally? Yeah, Turkey is letting you use their airspace, air bases. Let me say, as a, so as on, Turkey, so on, so on. Turkey, Turkey is one of those countries that you got to give me something, okay? When 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 the initial when the Gulf War kicked off. And actually, um, um, there's a storm. Turkey said, no, you cannot use our airspace for anything. And you have to remember, the United States went in and got Bin Laden somewhere up in that area, and they didn't let Turkey know they were coming in their airspace. Let's see. So, you know, on the, from, from the outside looking in, it's like, yeah, but no. There's been tension and, and strain there for a long time. You know, um, during this coup, power was turned off to at that airfield. You know, they cut the power to the airfield, and and a lot of the, for a lot of the period of time during this so-called coup uprising, the um, they were running on internal power. So you, you have mm. to you have to look at all that. See, and and you know it hasn't been um, proven yet whether power has been turned back on. But it was supposed to. But those were the issues that were going on. Those, are, so as people keep wondering about Turkey, no, Turkey is not one of our our, our best friends. 
<laughs> okay, put it that way. And I do believe we did have something to do with with um with the the so-called uprising. And here's my my theory because it has uh, always been believed that Turkey um is a um hideout for terrorists, i.e. al-Qaeda, you know, ISIS, what have you. So, you know, what's a better way to try and 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 destroy something is support a coup. Now let's think about it. They they don't have they don't have the, the resources to go in and do it themselves. Somebody's got to help them, right? They sure drive a lot well, of our vehicles. They had they six of them in the past. They've had six of them in the past few years, so I don't think uh, nobody was helping in all those cases. Yeah, Pianki, you really want to believe? You really want to? You want to think that? Oh yeah, I remember some of them. Okay. And what no, you say? Uh, it didn't happen. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, it's happening. Uh, where's uh, the rest of your compadres? I don't know. Welcome to the show, Stinkman Radio. And uh, the question within the chat room: um, Do I do I take live callers? Yes, I do take live callers. So if you want to call in, three four seven eight three eight eight six two two. All right, but um, Pinky Turkey, you know, yeah. So we <laughs> we have our hand in it, okay? That's all I'm going to say. We have our hand in that thing <laughs> because all right, they, I hear right, you. no, seriously, seriously. I mean, right now we we having some issues over in that part of the world, and we need we really do need to um, get another stronghold because our, our so called strongholds that we once had are no longer strongholds. You know, we we're, we're really struggling to um, maintain over there. So, yeah, i.e. the kingdom. Y'all know who the kingdom is, don't you? Al Sharpton, you got him in your in your side. He you looked like I, a Sammy Davis yeah, Jr. Okay. with a big head. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Al Al took this guy's money in Arizona, sixteen thousand dollars, and he was supposed to help this guy fight Verizon um, in a suit. And what Al did was took the guy money and never got back with the guy. The guy said he kept calling and he never got back with him. And come to find out, Al was in bed with Verizon the whole time. So. You know, the guy has decided he's going to sue Al Sharpton, his network, and Verizon all together. Yeah. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Yeah. So that that was the deal on Al. But you know what? I don't know why people trust Al Sharpton anyway. You know, it, because if you go back and research on Al, Al has been known to go up there and stand and tear a company apart, then go and negotiate behind behind the um, tables, behind doors, and to where he get paid to leave those companies alone, you know, because they'll come and make huge donations to his little, his little um, net, network or foundation that he has. So this is not nothing new. Al has been doing this for years. You know, I, I guess the yeah, guy somebody's gonna got, hit him on the kneecap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Al, you know, Al been doing it, and I'm sure Jesse does it too. You know, look, it, I understand Al is a big name. He has, you know, he, well, I don't know if he's still on MESBC or whoever he was on with. But, you know, he's a big name and he shows up. He's on camera a lot. But you don't trust them jokers like that, man. Them jokers, man, they just, ah. But anyway, <laughs> I got something else to call it here, man. Let me see who I have here. All right. All right. Uh, Eric. 
228. Welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Hey, it's Stickman from Skin Deep Theology here on Vault Talk Radio. What's going on? Well, hello, Stickman. How are you today? You know, frustrated. Frustrated with all the nonsense going on. And you just hit a, 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 a nerve with me by mentioning that name, you know. Um, I don't remember who was the guy that made the NBA owner that made the racist comments in private. And he lost an NBA team and fined $2.4 million. And then he was scorned by the media. But Al Sharpton makes racist comments in public. He gets a TV show, paid millions of dollars, and he's adored by the media. So, um, yeah, you're right. I don't know why people listen to uh, people like him or Jesse Jackson. Um, And I I think um, it degrades any kind of, whether it be political movement or protest or anything, when you add those names to it, people just automatically don't take them seriously anymore. You know what? I agree with you. Wasn't the guy named Sterling? The, you're talking about the Clippers owner, Sterling. Oh, yeah, 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 Sterling, yeah. Sterling, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I just find, I find that, I mean, I find it comical yet sad, but I was talking to, I guess, maybe your producer uh, in, in private. Um, we have a show called Skippy Theology, and, uh, you know, over the next month we're doing a four-part series on Black versus blue, America's new war. And it's not to symbolize that we're uh, symbolizing colors as humans. Um, But the issue is, I think one of the biggest problems that we have is the media. The media sensationalizes untruths. I mean, look at the Sterling shooting. You know, uh, the the personification was he was shot for selling CDs. Now, me being a former, I'm seven-year former uh, police officer, both with a municipality and the federal government, um, I, I, you know that's just not the truth. I mean, the truth was he was a uh, he was known by the police. He was a sex offender. He'd been in prison for selling narcotics, possession of a weapon, and also domestic violence. And so they they knew him. They've had they had constant run-ins with him, not justifying their behavior. Look, if they're found guilty, then they they deserve everything that comes to them. But but what I find really disturbing is we have we have a justice court we have a legal court but we have a new court in town and they're the sheriff and what that new court is is a court of public opinion and it seems like when we have cases like this it's the court of of public opinion that that hands down the sentence and they were ready to crucify they're ready to crucify these police officers when we weren't there the only the truth actually now lies in the grave because I'm not going to sit here and say that police officers always tell the truth because that's a lie. So the truth is now lying in the grave because the reality is only God and Mr. Sterling know the truth. But the fact that he was on probation, he was a convicted sex offender, so he's a convicted felon, he should have never been in possession of a gun in the first place. And prior to the police coming, he pulled a gun on somebody that for why? I don't want to even speculate. And and this this Philandro Castile nonsense with this girlfriend that wanted her 15 minutes of fame on Facebook, more worried about her phone than her boyfriend that's dying next to her. They didn't get stopped for a broken taillight. They got stopped because they had a bolo out for them. They were armed robbery suspects. And he sh- and he should have never been in possession of a gun. Yes, did he have a concealed carry permit from another county? That was expired. 
and a concealed carry permit means you're responsible enough to carry it in a concealed manner at all times in a holster. And it was on his thigh. What's your name, caller? Okay, uh, uh, Matthew, let me let me uh, let me get in here real quick. Matthew. Okay, Matthew, you a damn liar on everything you said. (laughs) Pianki, can I can I get in here, Pianki? But okay. go ahead, go ahead, I'll let, I'll let you go first, Pianchi. Go ahead, because I got a couple more callers I want to get in. No, ahead, I'm Pianchi. just telling Matthew, you are a damn liar on everything you say. Why would you come on this radio, on this BTO show, and try to pull a scam like you just done? Okay. Boy, Can have not told you. Like, you tell- wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I ain't done. Okay. Have not told you about doing that stuff before. I don't hmm? even know who you are. Well, you do now. My name is Pianchi, and I told you what you were saying. You was lying. No, that's not. All right, tell me what I'm lying about. Well, let's go to Mr. Philanthropy. Mr. Philanthropy did have a concealed carry permit. That's good through the state. He did or he did not? He did. The state okay. issue and concealed I, I, I carry permit, not the county. I think if you go back and you listen to what I said, I said he did, but it had been expired for six and a half months. It was it, well, his mother produced, and it wasn't expired. Okay, well, okay, just because his mother produced it, that means he's and he it wasn't expired. It was expired. What? It was expired. Read the report from the Department of Justice, sir. I'm sorry if you don't like the facts. You can call me a liar. What does the Department of Justice got to do? What did the, the, the what does the Department of Justice have to do with a concealed carry license? The Department okay. of Justice Good. said it wasn't getting involved in anything until it had ran its course in the state. Uh-huh. So okay. where did you yeah. read a report from the Department of Justice? Well, would from you the like Loretta's operation? Would you, would, would you like me to fax it to you or email it no, to you? No, I don't want no virus coming over my phone line. You're just full of conspiracy theories. No, I'm not okay. full, of, full of conspiracy. You don't want came online talking that stuff. Go ahead, Eric. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm with Panky, but Pianky on this one. There's a whole lot of um, untruths there. Um, as far as Castillo, no, uh, uh, not yeah, Castillo, the one in Minnesota. Yeah, his license was good. Um, you know, and I have to agree with you though, because I had a problem. I was I was amazed also at how both of them standing there and this guy's sitting in the seat next to her bleeding to death. You know, I did have a problem with that. I I couldn't understand that. Um, um, you know, as far as as they had a bolo out for them. No, there was a bolo out for some armed robbers, and the guy said. This guy, he looked like him because he had dreads and had a wide nose. Yeah, but that, that, but it was, but it wasn't out for them particularly. Okay, it wasn't out for them. So you know, the officer thought he he, they matched that description on on those little items right there. Um, Uh, Okay, and and, and, um, in Baton Rouge, the the guy selling Uh the CD, um, the store owner. Came out and said that he allowed him to stand out there and and um and sell his CDs. So he talked to him. I never mentioned a con. I, right, I never mentioned a comment that he was there illegally. 
I wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. For selling no, CDs. No, wait a minute, wait a minute now. Okay. okay. And also, also, um, so from what the reports I read, some homeless individual called the police on the end of the law enforcement on him. Um, Right. As far as his weapon, he I, I didn't see where he reached for a weapon. To, maybe he was on the ground when they found it, and then you know after they, it was too late then because they had to put two slugs in him already. So right and uh, right. I mean, when, so when you, when you look at it, it, I mean, you can look at it from different angles or what have you. But the bottom line is, those are two individuals basically were killed in cold blood. I mean, I, you okay. can go back and you can go back. You can go back and say, well, they had, they, they, you know, they've done this in the past and they've done that in the past. But mm-hmm. at that instance, were they doing any of that? No. Right. You know. And and now let me re- let me respond to that. Let me let me okay. respond okay. to that, Eric. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm not through. I'm not through okay. yet. Hold on. Now, okay. Okay. maybe maybe that is some of the issues that 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 are being brought up as a, you mm-hmm. mentioned yourself. They had run-ins with these individuals before, so automatically, if you see them out and about, you know you got a boring day going. Well, let's go over here and rouse so and so, see what he got going on today. Mm-hmm. You, you see right, my so point? Can, uh, I, but, I, go ahead. Absolutely, I do. So let me let me correct my speech. So yes, okay. you are absolutely correct. In, in, in and let me let me let me correct myself. There was a bolo issued out for two armed robbery suspects. And the police that and the officer that that initiated the traffic stop said he he felt that he had probable cause because he could identify he thought that one of them looked like one of the armed robbery suspects which and and to Mr. Castillo's defense okay how how in a moving vehicle a police officer can identify a black man by large wide nostrils I got a problem with that. I, I got a problem with that. So I don't. He identified so like said, him as a black man. Not okay. if he didn't have no damn nose. That's all he okay. saw. Okay. Well, if you read the reports <laughs> and you listen to the dispatch, it, it, they mentioned uh, they identified he identified him by his large, wide nostrils. Okay. But the issue of the fact, I, I guess the totality of the circumstances in this, to go back to the Sterling case, I didn't say he was there illegally. You're absolutely right. He had no problems with Mr. Sterling selling his CDs out front. But And, and you made a comment like the homeless don't count. This homeless guy, whether he was uh, whether he was homeless or not, that originally called the police that said he pulled, that Mr. Sterling pulled a gun on him, while whatever the interaction, however the interaction occurred, okay, just because he's homeless doesn't mean his opinion doesn't count. Well, maybe or the homeless man was trying to rob him. Count. Maybe the okay. homeless okay. man was trying to rob him. You, you, you know okay, what? here's another <laughs> point. What? The a police came up to a man. Try, wait a minute. A homeless guy is going to try to rob a six foot nine, three hundred and thirty pound man. It, well, yes, they do, do. They would, could do that. But here's the point. You're in a state that you're you in Louisiana. Louisiana is an open carry state, concealed carry state. But the police like, should so ask the man, "Are you carry?" The police should have asked the man, "Are you possessing a weapon?" I agree, one thousand percent. That's I the agree. first thing they're supposed to ask him because they I are agree. in contact with a person, and for their safety, he would, like I would say, "Yes, I have." A legal weapon, and I'm legalized to carry it. 
Now, are That's we talking about Sterling or Castillo? Are we talking about Sterling or Castillo? We're talking about Sterling. He Castillo no said he had told the cop he had one. He was a sex offender. He was on probation. He had no Who right knew to that? carry a firearm. Who knew that? Did the police know that? Of course they did. Are you sure when they walked up to the man, they knew that? So they just tackled they, him. They knew, they knew that he had a record? So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. So just because somebody has a record, you just walk up to him and tackle him, huh? No, that's not what I said. <clears throat> that's not what well, I said. Well, that's what they did. That's that's what they did. Did you see that? They walked up to the I, man and tackled him. I saw the video, and what we saw was predicated from from the 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 time that the officers got out of their vehicle till they made contact with Mr. Stone. We don't see. All we see is we we start the video or the video starts at the officer tasing Sterling, which had no effect, and then he tased him again, which had no effect, and then that that led Mr. Yeah, Sterling but why to would they tase the man? Wait, why wait would they minute. tase? We don't. Let me answer. Okay. We don't know. We don't know what happened prior to that video starting. Whether okay. the cop was right or wrong, I don't know. But that's okay. the point. We don't know. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And uh, you know, like I always say, when it comes to these things, there's two, there's three sides of the story. And apparently, and unfortunately, right. we won't get the, the the other side. So one of the sides. So we can only go, you know, and and, and you know that's one of the the good plus the slash bad things about video. You can only go by what you see, you know, unless you were actually there to see it from the beginning. Because usually when the video starts, right. you know, it starts somewhere in the middle or at the end. Right. And you, you don't right. see actually what happens, you know, before or after. So, you know, it's... But a store had video that was on all the time. I mean, I, I mean, Eric, but, I mean, Eric my, my issue with this is it, 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 I agree 1,000%. And let me make this very clear to your listeners. As a former police officer, I know that profiling exists. I know that brutality exists. I know mm-hmm. that the nonsense that the media says that goes on in police departments, I know that it exists. There's no police department that can say that it doesn't exist. It does. And I'm what percentage? proof of it. Uh, all I right. Say, first of all, here, let me answer that question before you do anything okay. here. Yeah, so we're uh, a profiling, okay, pro, profiling traffic stops, 60% of traffic stops are based on profiling as of today. How many corrupt? What percentage of the police officers are corrupt in in a district? I I I wouldn't be able to answer that. Yeah, yeah, Piaki, really? But let me bring these other callers in, Piaki. Let me bring Mays in and uh, Miss Lady. Welcome to the show, ladies. How are y'all doing today? Hello, can I go first? I'm doing fine. That's good. Yes, Mays, you can go first. Okay, to your this filibuster that's on here talking, I have three questions, and I want him to answer them truthfully. Uh, you talk about Jesse and L, which is not your problem, and you cannot have people indoctrinating them to to tell them who they should like and who they shouldn't like, because we don't do nothing with Fox TV. We don't do Megyn Kelly, Sean Hannity, and all of those. You go put them to the side and tell them what to do. And also, why do y'all fear the black fist so much? Because Beyonce, uh, Venus can't even throw the fist up, and then you act like you're losing your mind when they do. What is it? What is the? What is it with you? And what is it in America that y'all going to get back when y'all get a new president? Did I go through that? Is she talking to me, Eric? Yes, I am talking to you. Okay. Can you do me a favor? Will you do me a favor? Your audio is not that clear. So will I you know just, why. Let's go, let, 
Hold let's on. Go, let's go. Let's go, go slowly. Let's go one question at a time. So give me what your first is, question. Why do you fear the black fist? Why do what? Oh, you can't hear now. Why do you fear no, no. the black fit raised fist? Why do I fear the black raised fist? Well, let me be very, do very it. clear. Let me be very clear. I don't fear the black fist. Why do they complain about it when they see it? Why do some whites fear the black fist? I don't know that they do. Oh, really? They complain about it? Ma'am, you asked me to answer, so let me answer. Okay? And and I didn't call you names, but you want to call you can call me any name that you want. I didn't call you nothing. You call me a filibuster. You call me a filibuster. I told you not to be filibuster and take it all day to try to take it. But that's not calling you a name. That's just driving an action. My so my, my name is Matt, my my name is Matthew, but but the issue well, my name is, is Mays. You all confused and you are not confused. Okay, Miss Mays, listen, I I think that's a great question. I let me let me answer it this way. Why do some whites fear the black race fist? Because, uh, maybe because they fear that all the oppression that they caused Black America is, is they're just tired of it. So maybe they fear they they fear repercussions. I don't know. Well, that's just that's, the, the, that, that's that's just a re- that's just a off the cuff answer, but for me, as a as a former police officer, I didn't I don't fear I don't fear I don't fear Black America. Yes, you do. I don't fear Black America. came out of your mouth. What came out of your mouth when you came on here? Everything you did was to put to protect the people that work with you. You never said. Now you don't hear anybody talking about these people that shooting the cops. We're talking about the unarmed people that's dying. You talking about God? Go with God. Okay. No, 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 I think that for one of the first no, things I, I said is if these, police, if these police officers are guilty, then they deserve everything that comes to them. Because one of those cops was a what? That was, since you want to give his history, the guy that died, and it's always give their history of what they were before that they was uh, they had a record. But you never talk about I the agree record with of you. the cops. Now, no, give, I agree with you. Those, give us the record of those cops. We don't hear their record. I, when they move I the absolutely state, agree with you. But do you, do you so, know why that you don't? Let me tell you why you don't hear the record of those police. Because, because you nobody. No, no, hang on. Not me. Because I'm not police, yes, I'm not police anymore. But you're right. They don't want to give it out. You're absolutely right. I agree with you. If you're going to give one side out, you've got to give the other side out. I agree with you 1,000%. So we're going to leave it to you, so. We don't want to hear you talking about Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton because all of us don't follow Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson. That's something that's y'all been in Dr. Major's head. So y'all get over there. Ma'am, I'm sorry that you're quoting, you're, you're misquoting me. I didn't say all black people follow Jesse Jackson. So you came in here with that. Why are they following Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton? That's no, that's that. because Eric, 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 was you talking about, Eric was talking about Al Sharpton. So I made a comment about following? Al Sharpton. Who are you following? Ma'am, I, ma'am, ma'am, I'm a leader. I'm not a follower. No, you're not, I'm a leader. I'm not a follower. You, you, you a follower because everything you said, I've heard it before, out of your mouth. So when you, when you okay. go back, you need something to think about. The black fist, because we get sick of people talking about when people, because Venus was playing the other day, other week when she won, she had a fist arena. Uh-huh. She threw her fist up in the air. This dumb lady gonna ask her why she put a fist up. Can't so now let me ask you. Up, let, that means, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Mays. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. I she put her fist up, the stupid reporter go ask her why did she put her fist up. It means power to the people. And you're here talking about something that don't make no sense that's all indoctrinated in you that we want to take over. We're not okay, trying to and, take and, over. We're not trying to start no race riot. That's coming mm-hmm. out of the mouth of people looking at you. Okay, so ma'am, you need to help first them, of all, not try to help I never, listen, I, I, I never, ever said that you guys, you guys were trying. 
that the, the black America is trying to take over. I, I didn't say that. I, I, let me tell you something, and, and, and you can, maybe you can tell me if you agree with me. The, I think one of your biggest um, proponents, the Black Lives Matter group, I think they're do, doing more damage to the black community than they are doing good. And I think your so, white supremacist dupe is doing a bad a deed to America, too, if you think that. I agree. And you don't think I agree. So. I, yeah. I agree Why with you. But, you know but can, I, can I can, – hang on. Can I hear – I want to ask you something. Do you hear Do you hear about the KKK shooting police? I heard those that are police on the force. And you ain't trying okay. to get off. They're very well made. They're very well made. And they're very they mad. Well, maybe Come on around with them. And see, and this is what this is what this is what, what your community your does. You, all right, all right. Let me what ask you a question. My community does. What do you right, let me ask you a question. Why are there no protests about black on black violence? Because we ain't none on yours. Because you commit crime too. That's why. If you look at the FBI, if you look at the FBI statistics, we see what's wrong with him. The more he talks, the more he talks. It's so funny that you guys, you guys just want to argue. Legitimately, if you can, if you can bring me legitimate, I'm not arguing. Let me tell you what I'm doing. I'm telling you, okay, hold on, hold on, Maze. Go ahead and ask your question, Miss Lady. Yes, back to this uh, uh, Castillo case, um, it's, it sounds like there was no probable cause or reasonable suspicion for him to be stopped uh, in the first place. Um, there was no really adequate description of any kind of, uh, uh, of, of a person who uh, may have committed a crime in the area, uh, stating that uh, uh, looking for a man with a wide, wide bridged nose or whatever is just not enough adequate description. I agree with because you. that can describe, you know, seventy percent of the black people in the, living in the state. It would I be agree like saying you. there's a Caucasian or white man with a thin, narrow bridge uh, nose. Right. I agree. So you could I stop, agree. You know, you're going to stop. You know. Seventy-five percent of all the white men. No, that's not going to happen. So there's Eric, a, there's, Eric, let me respond to that. Let me respond to that. There's absolute bias. Um, if that's all it takes, um, you can just throw away the Constitution um, for mm-hmm. a reasonable uh, search and seizure. Just throw that mm-hmm. amendment away. Um, okay. Secondly, uh, with the Alton, uh, the Alton Sterling case. Ma'am, ma'am, um, ma'am, can I respond to the first no, thing that no, you said? No, no, because I've been listening to no, because I, I have to get my points out, and then I'll let you okay. speak. Because I've been okay. listening to you, and actually I have to go into an appointment in a few minutes. But okay. it sounds like um, when Mr. I'm not sure why Mr. Sterling, the one in Louisiana, was uh, approached. Um, what was what was the reason for him to be approached in the first place? And mm-hmm. was there any reasonable belief to believe that he was carrying a weapon? Um, mm-hmm. When uh, when uh, was he searched at all? Okay. Um, let, let, not, me, let, me, let me answer that, that question. If, uh, listen, stop interrupting. You're very rude. <laughs> you need to calm down. You're a very rude oh. person. Okay. Um, you, you, you're not listening. You just want to run your mouth. You don't want to hear anybody else. So I just anyway, want to answer your question. No, I've asked you not to interrupt more than once, and you consist yes, on ma'am. doing it. 
that's yes, disrespectful and rude. So if there was no reason to uh, search Mr. Uh, Sterling, um, if there was no reasonable suspicion to, to believe or probable cause to believe he was in the process of committing a crime or had just committed a crime, then all of that, finding the weapon and all that, that's fruit of the poisonous tree. It needs to be thrown out. Okay, it needs now to be can thrown I out and, 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 and not used as any kind of evidence. Because you'd have okay. any reason to stop him in and search him in the first place. Okay, can I, in the first place. now I'd like to answer that. So my first question is, ma'am, what do you do for a living? And there's a reason why I'm asking. Well, that's I'll keep that to myself. I do a little okay, number of right. things. So well, we can we can probably surmise by the lack of knowledge that you don't have a law degree. So the answer to the question is. They approached Mr. Sterling because a 911 dispatch call was a man with a gun at this location. That's, so that's why they that's why they approached him because supposedly a man with a gun. Excuse me, excuse me. You, you first of all, you think that uh, I don't uh, that this probably I don't have a logic. You cannot uh, assume that one way or the other. What I'm saying is that. Having a man in the area with a gun is probably not even enough to stop everybody in the area. You have to have more of a description. Okay, agreed. But it wasn't that. It was a man in that location. Oh, no, now you're, now you're changing the story. Listen, I don't even want to listen to you, okay, because it's a waste of my time. Everybody have a good day. Bye. See, Eric, Eric, this is what happens when when an organization like the Black Lives Matter movement gets confronted with legitimate questions. They don't want to talk about it. They want to raise their voice. They want to call names. They want to they want to use or attempt to use force. Just like what happened in DePaul at DePaul University with Milo when he was confronting the Black Lives Matter movement with the fact that 52 percent of all homicides are committed by black men. They didn't like that, so they took over the debate. They grabbed the microphone, and the girl from Black Lives Matter said, what the F are you going to do about it, B? And that's their way of try. I guess they try to, they feel that they have to stand over and have power because they claim that they, they, they've been so subrogated or, or they've had all these problems throughout history. Let me say something about you. How many times... When a criminal do a criminal take an oath to the United States Constitution? Never. But police do, and you know what that oath is? They they pledge mm-hmm. oath to uphold the Constitution, okay. which includes Article Five and Article Four. So 14. all police are criminals, and they also pledge a, a oath to the state constitution for which they're working in, and also to the municipality <laughs> which they're working in. They are pledged to uphold the United States Constitution with guarantees United States citizens due process. Right. Criminals don't do this. So how can you argue the two? If okay, organizations call Black Lives Matter and they want to concentrate on that, they have a right to. Another thing, if there's so few if there's so few bad police why come the great a number of good police? Why come they don't clean their own ranks? Okay, can All I right, get in here now? now? Can, 
can I get in here now? I, I wanna I wanna hop in here real quick. Sure. Um you know you know, um Pianchi, the, the, you bring up some good points and um when you when you start talking about fellow police officers um policing their own, I think there's a stigma within the department that um handcuffs them from doing that. Uh, You're right. And and you know, I think that is it's a systemic problem. And I'm sure a lot of them are aware of it. For example, the young lady in Ohio, police officer who made the video on fired. Facebook. And yes, well, I don't know what she, she got. Did I know she, fired. Fired. I she, know she did was not suspended. get fired. Man, what kind of news are you reading? <laughs> yeah, not you, I'm talking, but this other guy. Listen, I'm talking though. Okay, I, I know she was suspended, and I think, and if you look at the case with um, Dorner out in California, even though he went on a rant and started killing officers themselves, um, after the whole thing was done, you know, there were other officers that actually quit the L.A. Police Department and came right. out and said what he was saying was <laughs> actually true. Um, okay. As far as um, the Black Lives Matter movement and black-on-black crime, uh it, that, that that is one of the issues that I have with them, and I, I think I addressed that a little bit in my monologue. You know, if you're going to stand up for something, stand up for all of it, not just pieces of it. And I think that is the problem that I have right now is, you know, yes, you have police officers killing young blacks in the street, and that's all publicized. But I, I think a lot of times we need to go back in our own communities and police our communities as well to stop the black-on-black crime. And the same as white-on-white crime and what have you. But if you're going to stand up for it, stand up for it all and not just pieces. That's, that, that's what well, I Well, they got a right to stand up for pieces. Oh. Everybody was yeah, not I, for I, I, being able I, I to eat in a lunch it, counter. Pianchi, Pianchi, but you know, you you defeat you defeat your your purpose by just picking pieces. No, you no, they don't, neither, Barry, because there's but no just, way in the world that a group can be. Anyway, Pianchi, let me bring on uh, this. Hey, hey, Eric, let me let me ask that 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 I don't want no man, Pinky the Brain, whatever his name is. Let me ask him that you know the I find it I find it really really inspiring that black the Black Lives Matter in a matter of hours can get hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people to protest. And, yes, they have an absolute legal right to protest. I've got no problems with that. i got no problem. And let me make it very clear. Yes, there is police brutality. Yes, there are police officers that are bad. Not all police officers are bad. Not all bad police officers are good. But the issue is, and Eric is exactly right, you will be ostracized if you become a rat inside the police department. Whether you like it or not, whether you like whether you like that, well, that policy or not, let me finish. Let me finish. Whether you like that policy or not, yes, it's ridiculous. Yes, it's bullcrap. Yes, it shouldn't go on, but it goes on. And the fact is, that puts your life in, je- in jeopardy because when you're on a call and you scream for backup or you call for backup and no Nobody comes because they've labeled you a rat. Now you don't go home to your family. So yeah. Well, here's not, the thing. Here's the thing with that, Matthew. Let me let me let me get this straight. Here's, mm-hmm. You know, one of the tragic things in these police departments is that you got way too many white police officers in on these duties on these departments. These communities okay. is ninety eighty percent black. Got ninety percent of the police white. That needs to be reversed. If whites cannot be responsible enough to be able to provide employment in their own communities for their own sons and daughters, then they need mm-hmm. to stop having all them damn babies. That's one thing. 
Another point. <laughs> okay. Another Make point. Make As quick. I said before, these individuals that go out, it's no way in the, who would they go against when there's a two blacks that, that commit a crime against each other? What organization do they go against? I mean, just tell well, me. Okay, big kid. What I was, How would what they I was do that? To say is, yeah, let, and there let are me, organizations me, me that do that. do that. Let me answer that. You, say, I mean, we we talk about how the Black Lives Matter can organize a rally and a protest in a matter of hours, but yet that's funny. They don't use those same resources inside their own community to clean up the criminal element that's causing the problem. How are they going to? How is a common citizen? Other than Missouri, where a person with a gun have a right to shoot anybody if they think to. You didn't answer the question. Why don't they go in their own communities and clean because up the they don't element? have the ability to do that? And another point, you do have Eric, organizations Eric, within black Eric? neighborhoods. You asked me a question, we'll didn't you, Matthew? These Black Lives Matter protests with thousands of people, and yet you're saying that they don't have the means to do that. They do I'm not sorry, have the bullshit. means. They do not have the means to have protests for every incident that criminals do. That's not it's what the I ones said. who are hired. It's said. the ones that they hire. I, it's the ones that I, they hire to do a job. And, and you, you know never what, did right. ask the question why, why can't come you right? in your own community. Okay. Okay. You never asked the okay. question why come there's a All misbalance. Right. All right. All right, gentlemen. Okay. All right. Um. You know, <laughs> Pianki, your points, you make some good points. However, um, I have to go with Stickman on this one. Um, I, I agree with you, Stickman. If you can get a thousand people to rally in the middle of the street, I mean, in, a, in a, a city where you don't live at, why can't you do the same thing in your community? I'm, I'm with you on that one. I, I'm with you 100%, and I think that would make a difference somewhere. Um I was thinking about something else you just said, but I, I forgot now. But anyway, let me bring um, Mr. Michigan in into the conversation. What's going on, man? Hey, what's going on? Bro? Miss, miss you on Friday, man. Were you out, man, drinking cognac? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me just make a couple of points. Uh, you know, have you ever seen a a white protest? Uh, in a white community, uh, protest white on white crime. Is he talking to me, Eric, or is he talking to you? No, I'm, I'm just. I guess this is a general question that I'm throwing out oh, there okay. to anybody. Okay, well I already know the answer, so it's really not no. a question to you because I know the answer. No, all right, right, right. So there are no white protests, and we know white people kill white folk, right? We know that absolutely. We got eighty-four percent. Right. Let's let, if we're going to lay out. Wait a minute. If we're going to lay out statistics, okay. let's be fair. Eighty-four percent of whites are killed. Are eighty-four percent of whites that are killed are killed by other whites? Okay. So now, have you ever seen a, a, a white community have a white on white uh, a march? No. Stop the white on white crime. Nope. And the reason and the reason that they don't is that. Every society now, is going to have a certain every every society every every society is going to have a certain amount of um, inter uh, community crime, which would include right. black folk as well. I I don't know I don't know why all of a sudden the black community is any different than any other community that's had that has uh, uh, inner city or uh, ethnic ethnic to ethnic uh, killing. Right. So. 
to that degree, blacks are no different than whites. Would you agree? Absolutely, I would agree. Okay, all right. Now, a protest does not solve a protest would not solve black on black crime anyway. Just like right, a protest. Stop. Let's stop because that. Stop. Hang on. I, oh, I don't mean oh, to be disrespectful. That is not truth. That is not truth. For 381 days, the black community protested, and Rosa Parks never gave up her seat. She didn't have oh, to trash oh, the bus to make that statement. Hold on. Hold on. You have no proof that having a protest would stop I just gave anybody you from. No, 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 you didn't give me any proof. And what I'm doing is getting at you and Mr. Mr. Talk's idea that if blacks just start marching in the black community saying stop black on black violence, that that will stop black on black violence. It might and not okay. stop, but it'll help. It, 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 it might not stop, but it'll help. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me clarify what I meant. Yeah, saying. yeah, you, uh, okay, clarify. Yeah, let me yeah. clarify, let me clarify. You know, um, yeah. my point is, you know, if they can gather thousands of people to walk down the middle street in a city they don't live in, okay, not just protest, just go out there, stand guard, you know, clean up the community. You know what I mean? Be right. active in the community. That's what I'm exactly. talking about. I'm not talking okay. about just going out and protesting. So let me and clarify. So what that. happens is, yeah. And so what happens is, uh, you you make a certain assumptions with that statement. You're assuming that in every black community, there are not fraternities, sororities, of uh, black male organizations, black female organizations, civil rights organizations, who are not on the ground attempting to do the best that they can with the resources uh, no, that they have. No one You're said that. No one said that. You, no one assumed oh, okay. that at all. Uh, I'm not oh, assuming oh, okay. that at all. I'm so, on. Listen, I'm on okay, the mission. So, so, let me, so, wait a minute, oh, sir. Let okay. me answer well, that. Well, let, well, me, well, let me let me let me address so who, that. Who show? Like, wait a minute. Who show? Who show? But I never said I was done. So now, who show is this? Is it yours or Mister Talks? Uh, but you're you're addressing. I thought you were addressing me. I, so I, I just want to give you. I didn't ask you. I didn't ask you anything specific. But I do have a specific question for you in a minute. But I haven't asked you anything yet. Okay. Right. Okay. So it really does nothing you can. Right. Okay. All right. So. Clearly, we already know what 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 needs to happen in order to to to, to stem the tide of black on black crime. That's an entire community makeover. So marching is not going to do that. Uh, actually, actually, black on black crime in America should be an American problem, not a black community problem. See, we haven't even addressed that. Now, whenever, I agree with you. Whenever America has an epidemic, and what epidemic really means is whenever it's affecting a majority of white folks. You watch the community bring to bear its resources at the state level, at the county level. That will be your, your schools, your medical facilities, uh, your your business organizations. And this is this is just a matter of fact. Whenever America has an epidemic, they bring the resources to bear to help stem that epidemic. Now, for the life of me, why isn't black-on-black black crime seen as an American epidemic and not a black community epidemic? Nobody nobody ever answers that question. Aren't those blacks Americans, according to you guys? They're not Absolutely black, they're Americans. They okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a good, I think that is a great point. And, and you're absolutely, yeah. and I, 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 I I absolutely agree with you. This should not okay, just be able to Now answer. let me ask my specific question to you about the homicide statistics. Okay. Yeah. 
Now, where did you get those statistics from? Uh, from the actual, go to the FBI website, look up the two, the latest homicide report statistics for the U.S. And it's the year 2012, and unfortunately, that's the that's the oldest or that's the newest report that they have. And okay. uh, that's the stats that that let me let me articulate. That is the stats that they nationally report to the White House for the statistics. So they're basing it on 2012 numbers. Okay. The only thing I'd say about that, I'd have to look and see how they how they gather the statistics because I know there's many ways that you can gather statistics. <clears throat> like for instance, it depends on where you're doing it right. It depends on where you're doing the sampling at and things of this nature. But there's there's one key factor that for me, no one can ever tell me that blacks commit more of any crime in America, and that's this. Just this formula here. When you only make up twelve to thirteen percent of the national population, uh-huh. you're gonna have to you're gonna have to really show me the formula of how you can determine that this thirteen okay. percent of the population. Now you're talking about you're not even talking about people who are of age who even tote guns. So you're talking about within the thirteen percent of the population, you're talking about individuals who are actually toting guns and doing right. killing. You're and probably down the, to about right. three you're probably down and to that, about three percent of the black community. Mm-hmm. So anybody mm-hmm. who's gonna tell me three percent of thirteen percent of this national I don't know what the number would be, uh-huh. is gonna make up Fifty-two percent of all the uh-huh. national homicides—that's bullshit. Let, 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 let me answer that. That's let me bullshit. answer that question. Okay, what? Yeah. Listen, whether you don't agree with this statistics, you Google it yourself. Go to the FBI.gov. I am going to Google and look it. At, I am. Okay. And now, now yeah. listen. Black men make up thirteen and a half percent of the U.S. Whoa, 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 population. Whoa, 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 whoa! Thirteen and a half percent of what? Thirteen and a half percent of what? The U.S. population. No, they do not. You mean the black community, not black yes, men? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The black community. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. But you're right. Yeah. Black, I'm sorry. <laughs> black community. Okay. So okay. Now, so, so let's that, get that down to now black men. Uh, now, how many? How much percentage do black men four, make up of the four, United right, States? Four, right. Let me answer that. Six point seven nine percent. Okay. And then on top okay. of that, on top, let's go a little bit deeper. And you're just about uh-huh. right. About 4.2% of the population that are, are what we're talking about. Now, FBI stats say that 4.2% commits 52% of all homicides. That's bullshit. Now, that's, now see, that's okay. Now, watch this, man. Watch this. Now, you said... Four, Don't get uh, mad at me. Mills, I'm telling you black, that's what no, the FBI said. No, 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 no. No, no, I'm not getting mad. 82% Mills, of whites are killed by whites. Now, whites make 82% of whites are killed by whites. So how in the heck is blacks killing? The, uh, I mean, think about what you're saying. Wait a minute. Hang on. Hang on for a second. Hang on for a second. It's not me that's saying it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Blacks make up about 12% of the U.S. population. Let's talk about the ones that are going around causing these problems. Right, because that's black. Right. 90% of blacks that are killed are killed by other blacks, about a number that makes up probably 6% of the population. Okay. Whites kill, 82% of whites kill white of a mm-hmm. number that probably make up probably 70% of the population. So when you okay. look at it numerically, whites are killing whites more numerically than blacks are killing blacks. I agree with you. 
I so what are you trying to Then I tell you about trying to pull the wool over people's eyes okay. on this all radio right. station. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Let me bring <laughs> let me bring up some more callers in here. <laughs> you know, I had some numbers myself from a book that was written by um, a young lady, but I can't seem to find them now. I have to find them again and give y'all the name of the book. But it had statistics in there uh, along these these um, lines, and they were very interesting. But you know what? Does it? You know, I, I think Michigan made a made a good 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 um uh, a point that um why can't it be an American problem? However, you know, Michigan, I, I agree with you to uh, about halfway on that one. But my, my thought is, why do we have to depend on someone else to clean up our, our, our own our area? You know, I'm sorry. I think we should be policing our own. Yeah, yeah. But, but, see, break- but, see, but see, you let you let America off the bag when you say that, right? Because I'll give you an example. Now you see this big push of federal, uh, state, and local dollars to deal with uh, uh, heroin abuse, right? Right. I mean, right. My, right. My, and okay. that's a white now, problem. You, bingo. No, no. It now what's happening is it's becoming an epidemic amongst white folk. Right. Now is, it's a national problem. Is, right. All right. I agree. And now, you know, here's why, the thing. So why there's no we, violence. Why I'm sorry. Wait a minute, wait in wait a, minute, in the white community, there's no on. violence dealing with heroin. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Pianki. Before you get in, I want to bring Renee in. She's been waiting patiently, so let me get Renee in here as well. All right. Uh, what's the show, Renee? Hey, Mr. Renee, are you there? Everybody. Okay. <laughs> hey, what's going on? Hey, um, Mr. Michigan is on fire. He is 100% correct. Um, let me get in here and say a couple things, okay? Because I don't know who this other person is, whatever, talking, but let me correct you on a few things. Let me deal with a couple things. First of all, quote-unquote black-on-black crime is a misnomer and it's a deflection tactic, okay? So when we are discussing, and let me be clear, I'm not... So there's no black-on-black um, crime. Let me, excuse me, you went on here speaking. Can you allow me to do so? Um, let me say this first. I, uh, um, I'm not, um, a proponent of, um, Black Lives Matter. I think it's a pro-homosexual movement. I think it's a lot of things. I won't go all the the way into that. So I'm not speaking on behalf of saying, yeah, I'm with Black Lives Matter or anything like that. However, however, okay. Now, people have so many things to say about Black Lives Matter and this, that, and the other thing. Here's the thing, though. Why don't they do stuff in their own community? First of all, there are a million organizations, groups in the black community who are doing things in the community. I can tell you about three in my own city of black people in the black community making changes in the violence and what's going on. But those groups don't get the attention. Those groups don't get the national exposure. They're not talked about. Why? Because it sells more papers, it makes for better better news, and it helps to keep white people on a certain a certain uh, mindset and black people in check when you constantly put up violence and you don't talk about the group. Here's another thing. In the last 20 years, quote unquote, black on black crime has dropped by over 67%. You will never hear that 
on any major, and this is a fact. Look it up right now. And you will never hear that on any major news uh, um, organization, any major media, because again, it doesn't fit what the image they want to portray and that they want to to project about black people. Okay, so we need to deal with that. The other thing is for violent crimes, or excuse me, violent crimes, violent um, um, robberies. The numbers are down by four, over forty percent for young black men in the last several years. Why isn't that talked about? Why isn't that being promoted? Okay, because, again, it doesn't fit the bill. So now this is what happens, right? So they put all this propaganda out there about all of the crimes that's going on in the black community. Therefore, when you have the police killings of black people, what they will do then is point the finger back and say, oh, well, look at all the black-on-black crimes. If you guys don't respect yourselves, how are you expect others to respect you? That's bullshit. First of all, most crime is interracial, meaning that people of a certain race typically kill more people of that same race. Okay, one of the reasons is, is that in America things are still very uh, are quite uh, segregated, especially especially with redlining across the country. So therefore, if you have black people in a predominantly predominantly black community who decide to commit a crime, more than likely they're going to victimize another black person. Same thing with white people, same thing with Asians, same thing with Hispanics or Mexicans or what have you. Okay? That's not a phenomenon for black people. But see, it's a it's a coded language when the term black on black crime is used. It's used to elicit a certain emotional response from people in order to think that black people are innately criminal and that we are doing something that is so far uh, beyond any other race. The numbers are this. For, for black people who are killed by other black people, the number is 94% of those deaths coming from other black people. For white people, it's 87%. It's not like it's a huge astronomical through-the-roof number that's so different. So stop the madness. Here's the other thing. You should not be in a position of comparing the police to the average, quote-unquote, sort of a criminal on the street corner. In other words, Police are supposed to, now this is what America says, serve and protect, right? Black people's tax dollars are going into paying the salaries of law enforcement. Therefore, you are held to a certain higher standard. You are supposed to be a professional. You are being paid for the service that you are given. Therefore, we should not have an expectation that we're going to end up dead in a freaking traffic stop with you. And then when it happens, you turn around and say, well, look at the black-on-black crime. When you do that, you don't even realize it, but you are comparing police to the criminals then. You're saying they're the same thing because the responsibility is the same, but it's not supposed to be the same. So don't point the finger back at black people. I get sick and tired of hearing this rhetoric, and it's just a deflection tactic so that you don't have to deal with what the police are doing to black people. This is a historic problem. This is a historic issue. This is not something new. It is only through social media that we have the ability to see more of these cases happening across the country that would not have made the mainstream media, that would not have been talked about. With that, I'll pause. All right. So I I love what you said. Very articulate. I love it, and I agree with most of it. I don't agree that I, well let me let me change that. I think that there are some um uh, uh people that are against the the prosecution of police murderers. Uh I think you're right. I think they use that as a deflection tactic. But to to say in the wide spectrum that it is just a general deflection tactic, first of all, 
that is the problem in itself. Black-on-black crime, just as white-on-white crime, is a problem. It's an American problem, and you're right. Um, Mr. Michigan was absolutely on point. But but the issue is there is a problem with black-on-black crime. There is a problem with, and we're only speaking about blacks right now, there is a problem when a Black Lives Matter movement or a black organization brings up a or creates a rally or a protest in a state that they don't live in, and they can do it in a matter of hours, but yet they can't go into their own neighborhoods. And, I, and, and like I said, and I didn't, I didn't know Eric was going to agree with me, but the issue is what is wrong? In, in the, let me, ma'am, ma'am, let me finish, please, please. What is wrong? With that same group or same protest or same same uh, uh, element, what is wrong with taking that in addition to what they're doing, in addition going into the communities and going into a low-income housing project and clean, not necessarily protesting, but cleaning it up, taking these black organizations. Let me that, ma'am, ma'am, let me finish, please, please, taking these black oh, organizations Lord. which. I, I guarantee you, and I know firsthand a, a ton of them here on the Mississippi Gulf Coast that do great work. But in addition to that great work, get these nonprofits to bring in funds from the federal government, build playgrounds, build, build whatever. What's wrong with that? Well, let me ask you a question, let Matthew. This is, this, hang on for a second, uh, Renee. I got the four o'clock. You know, here's the here's the thing that gets black uh, Black Lives Matters going. If the police on these apartments represented <clears throat> the black community proportionally like they should, okay, mm-hmm. that would be less police shootings of blacks. That's great. In fact, see if if white police targeted black white if white police targeted white victims the way that they target blacks, the number of whites killed by white police would probably triple. Okay. Because well, you understand I that never the number hear, of people, real quick. Ain't well, gonna take me long. Ain't gonna take me long. Okay. If a white okay. police was in pursuit of a of a white suspect, uh-huh. and uh-huh. they was to say to the 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 one would say to the driver, "Yeah, I'm gonna kill me a hunky," like they say, <laughs> "Yeah, I'm gonna kill me a nigger." The number okay. of whites, and we got this. What I just said, ain't there's a case on this now. There's a case on that. The number of whites being killed by white police would probably triple. That, in fact, lies your problem. Now, let me Miss Renee, hold on. His numbers are not correct. His numbers right. are not hold correct. On. 400 hold people on. a year are killed by police. 61% are white. 32% are black. Okay, and I'm saying that if if they was to kill whites the way they from the pre. Okay, all right. Now maybe I can get a word in here. All right, Um, I have a large number of people um, trying to get in, so I'm gonna have to limit your your responses to three minutes. Okay, your your comments and your responses to three minutes, because I have a lot of people trying to get in, and uh, you know we're rolling in overtime right now. Okay, so please keep that in mind. All right, so. We're going to let Pinky finish and then... Um, yeah, let me say so I can get out um, of here. But as I said before, if you don't mind, if whites was to use the same pretense 
in the same psychoness toward other whites when they go to kill, they will kill three times as many whites as they're killing now, the way they kill black for those same pretenses. I'm going to go kill a nigga. Let's go do a Ferguson tonight. Another point real quick. If the racial or should the ethnic balance on these police departments, if if a police officer was representative of the community that they police, in Ferguson you had 53 police officers, and of them only two was black. If it had in the in the population of Ferguson was 67 percent, if 67 percent of those police on Ferguson Police Department was black to represent the community that it was serving, the same thing that Bernie Sanders said, you wouldn't have as many white police officers killing blacks. That, in fact, is where it caused the problem. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Pianke. All right. Um, let me bring uh, Mr. N2K into the conversation. Can I okay, respond so... real quick to when that guy is done? Uh, okay, Renee, go ahead. And then, and go ahead, okay, Renee, and then we'll let you speak. Okay, this will be really brief. First of all, mm-hmm. to, to the man that was talking, what you're doing is you're mixing two different conversations, right? And you're still trying to deflect and you're still trying to point the finger back at black people. See, here's the thing. The, the conversations should be independent of each other. So we should not be speaking about black-on-black crime at the same way we're talking about. Uh, of course what not, because that's doing. never a problem. Excuse me. Do you have any self-control? Excuse me. So here's the thing. Those conversations, we, they shouldn't even be on the table at the same time. Like I said, the expectation of the police are different. They're being paid to perform a service. They're paid to do a job. And here's the last thing that I will say. Uh, you need to look into New Era Detroit, New Era Chicago, New Era Atlanta, and a lot of these groups. I've had New Era Chicago on my show. These are black people in the hood, in the community every day, cleaning up the community, going around, getting the drug dealers and people off the corner, going around, dealing, um, checking on the young people, making sure that they're playing or they're in a safe area, helping the elderly. Don't sit up and talk about what black people aren't doing because you don't see it on your local news every day. It's going on. Do the research. Okay, so uh, let me respond to that. Um, First of all, I never said that black people should do this or should do that. I said, why doesn't, why can't it, we we all work together? Second of all, my question, ma'am, ma'am, let me, second of all, my question to you, and it's a rhetorical question, you don't have to answer it. Are you racist? Black people cannot be racist. Are you a racist, yes or no? What? Don't even ask, you, you know, silly stuff like that. I'm not answering that. And black people can't be racist. Stop it. Why Why? Why? Why can't they be racist? Why can't they be racist? If you look at the, I think maybe one of the problems amongst black many is African-American me. population. They, they, I think they take affirmative action and they use it as an excuse. And they whine and cry oh, about it. as an excuse. Who uses First of all, black people cannot be racist, okay, because we do not have the power. We do not have the ability to adversely affect anyone's life based upon their skin color. What you are talking okay. about is a person can be prejudiced 
A person can't mm-hmm. be biased, but a black person cannot be racist. That is, that <laughs> deals with a system. Excuse me, that deals with a system. Therefore, when a white person is racist, they have an entire system that backs them up and supports them in their stance against black people because the system is built on white supremacy and oppression of black people. Don't talk okay. to me about black people being racist. It's an impossibility. No, it was a question. It wasn't a demand. It wasn't a statement. It was a question. So, and to, to I think... I think some, and I need to correct what I said, not all, I think some African-American population use affirmative action and they consider it an entitlement. It's not an entitlement. I think it's a right. I think it should be. Affirmative action doesn't help black people on any real level. The person who affirmative action helps most, and you can look this up statistically, is white. It doesn't help black people. Look at the welfare. Look at our welfare budget. The welfare, Come on, right? lady. Look, see, okay, if, you're gonna, if you're going to argue your point, don't get mad when people slap you in the out. face with reality. Wait, and check it out. See how they racism come out? See how you want you to smash the person? See how it all comes out? Because see, first he started off. I'm racist because I bring up Why can't we do all of this stuff? Well, why can't, you know, this and that is going to. Now he done moved to talking about. See, these are all white supremacist talking points, which they're hearing. No, no, no. You just said when they can't push one, when they can't push one, then they go to the other, right? So he tried to use the black on black thing. I snatched him on that. So then the next thing he has to go to is affirmative action. And I snatched him on that. White women support, white women benefit from that more than anyone. So don't talk okay. about no uh, black people um, benefit. Okay. Look at okay. what happened in the Supreme Court. All right. All right. Look at the recent okay. case. Okay. Okay, all right. That's, that's good. We're going to let that lay right there for a moment. All right, N2K, you up, man. Are you there? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> okay, he's getting there, y'all. He's coming. <laughs> I think. <laughs> okay. Well, while he's prepping, you there in 2K? Okay. Um, Let's bring Sean. Mr. Okay, Mr. Yes. Yes. Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go ahead. All right. I'd just like to say hello to you and all your guests that are on the show. Lively conversation. Um, And I'll keep this real short. I'd like to segue into what Mr. Michigan and Renee were talking about. Uh, The U.S. population, and I'm just giving out aggregate numbers. These are average numbers. So it doesn't mean that, you know, they are spot on. Basically, the U.S. population is 350 million people. Now, if we can agree on that, then 14% of the population that we're told, 14% roughly is what the African-American community makes up, that's roughly 40 million people. Roughly speaking, if we take into account um, the fact that 6% of that 40 million are black males, that adds up to, roughly speaking, about 2,400,000 
black men. Now, this includes babies. This includes children, young adults, older adults, interned, in prison, the whole nine yards. So if we are going to consider all of these factors in that 6%, mathematically, it is impossible for 2,400,000 when you extract the children, the elderly, the infirmed, the imprisoned, the people who are out walking free that are black male, it's impossible that they can commit 50% of the crimes. The numbers don't work. They don't add up. Now, I'm a math person, so if somebody can come up with some new math that can explain to me how this works, taking 350 million people, reducing that to a sector of the population that's 14%, which means that you're talking about 40 million people, reducing that to just a male population that's 6%, which is 2,400,000, how can it mathematically be possible that 2,400,000 men whether they are babies, whether they are in prison, whether they are working, whether they are old, whether they are infirmed, how can they commit 50% of the crimes? It's not 50% of crime. It's 50% of homicides. Okay. How can they do that? Don't That's ask me. Ask the FBI. No. Well, I'm ask, asking ask you. Ask the FBI. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't come up, up with the numbers. Excuse me. Excuse me. You don't have to come up with the numbers. Do the math. Mathematically, it's That's right. improbable. Awesome. In statistics, it's called improbability. It doesn't okay. work. You can't have 2.4 million people that includes from age <clears throat> zero to age 90 committing 40% of crimes. You can't have it. And that's all I had to say. I just wanted to interject that particular element, and I'm done. And the rest of you, have a good day, because it doesn't matter what the narrative is. Black lives matter, blue lives matter, white lives matter, no lives matter. At the end of the day, if you erase that narrative, Guess who lives matter? Yeah. All right. All well, lives thank matter. you. I do appreciate that. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you know, when it comes to statistics, we've often said here on the show and um, that they can be wiggled and made to say this and made to say that. Um, I, t- I think um, – I'm not sure how how they do it. However, that that is a good point that you brought up. Um, but in the same token, I'm I'm sure it's taken. Well, I can't really say. If I was doing it, I would say it's taken out of the 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 numbers of 
the crime committed compared to the the total of, of uh, African Americans around, and I don't think they they've broken mm. down as as um, specifically as you have. Twenty one and a half million black men in the U.S., but, Eric. Yeah, but see, you know, when you when you do that, um, are they including the ones that's already incarcerated, and are you know what what you know what are the crimes? Are the misdemeanors, felonies, you know? And so, well, it, I, I yeah. agree with you one thousand percent. But your caller said that there was only two point four million black men. There's twenty one and a half million black men in the U.S., and that could that accounts for probably every black male. So whether he's incarcerated, whether and the median age that they 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 took the they census from is. 31. So that could have yeah. probably uh-huh. ranged from infantile to all the way to, to, to 40, 50, 60 years old. But there's not 2.4 million. There's 21 and a half million. And there's that's just what Okay, okay, let's work those okay. numbers. There's well, 21 well, and a yeah. half million black men in the country, is the caller saying? 21 and a half million? Correct. Is that yeah. what he said? What that's percentage? Uh-huh. What percentage of the black population is that? Oh, I didn't hear him, uh, Eric. What did he say? Okay, well, said, what we're, being told, the black we're being told that... That's 48, 48% of the black population are black men. Okay, so 41% of the 48. entire... 48. 40, 48% of the entire black male population is included with the black population, which is roughly 40 million, right? Right? Uh, okay. That's yeah. what we're told. Uh, I'm thinking I'm, I'm, thinking I'm getting well, going if along you take, with you. If you, if you take okay. 350 million and you take 14% of that, what do you get? Well, I don't know. Whatever you get, I'm not. Uh, I, I hate math. I failed math as a as, as a college. That's, that's oh. what therein lies the problem. Okay, therein okay. lies these the are, problem. Okay. These are these are my stats. Therein lies the problem. <laughs> these are not okay. my stats. Okay. Hey, yeah, I understand what you're saying, Stickman. Stickman is saying that's what um, the federal government is coming up with. No, and, um, but do you understand what um, I'm saying, Mr. Todd? Yes, I do understand take, what you're saying. If you take yeah, the numbers, the numbers and up. you break you, them down, they right, don't, don't add up. up. Right, right. But there's a big difference difference between 2.4 million black men, which this guy said, compared to 21 and a half million. You're right. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but once you once you take out once you take out uh, once you gentlemen, gentlemen, I got to move on. Got to move on. I'm sorry. Like I said, we got we got a lot of people. Um, Lashawn, are you there? Yes. Yes. I'm sorry, Shante. You there? Go ahead. You have the floor. Yes, sir. Uh, the piggy bank off with the with the brother. Me, my father's a mathematician, such we all grew up learning mathematics. Education is is imperative in my family. And as he said, therein lies the problem. I said it right as he was saying it. Therein lies the problem because that man doesn't understand mathematics. If somebody tells you that your rent is $500 a month and you keep bringing a man $300 a month, think that man going to do to you. He's going to put your ass up, right? If it don't add up, it don't make sense. That's what he's saying, to break it down in Lehman terms because you don't understand mathematics. I didn't say I didn't, I didn't, I didn't understand. That's a no, stupid no, analogy. I'm not, 
I'm not saying I'm not saying that you don't understand that. I'm saying that, I'm saying that you don't understand it based on what you're saying. Now, well, all, we're, all we're trying to come up with 21 and a half million black men, 2.3 million of that 21 are incarcerated. I'm gonna clear all that up, sir. Now, okay. With all the crime and stuff that's going on in the world and in in, in, in America and in the world, right? When all mm-hmm. those the inside job, when all those big white corporate ex- executives bankrupt down there, America, right? Yeah. It wasn't black men up there that was making them deals, right? And all the senators mm-hmm. went right along and paid all them bailouts out. The the, the sat, uh, Lehman's uh, the Lehman Brothers and everything else, right, all right, those corporations, right? right? Now mm-hmm. you got something coming up. Now when you go and study your birth certificate, your death certificate, your marriage certificate. These are securities printed on securities exchange paper. This is real money. This is why all this stuff is a is a like the sister was saying. All this stuff is a is a uh, is a mirage. Not just a mirage, but it's it's a deflection. Because what they get ready to do now, me being a marine, being in intelligence and doing special forces work, you got to follow the money. Because yeah. those who make the money make all the decisions. So when you sleep at night, they trade your your birth certificate on the stock market. Now, one thing you don't see, certain people are killing certain people out here. But if I told you when I had a a talk with my colonel last week, relaying a conversation I had with my father, I said, if I told you that a company has over 600,000 employees, who would you think they would? My father said, as I was telling the colonel, relaying the conversation, he said, "Uh, IBM, Microsoft. I said, what if I told you it was a security company? He said, what? I told the colonel, he said, man, that's 600,000 employees. That ain't no, that ain't no uh, security company. That, that military force is bigger than most militaries all over the world. Right. But you got companies called uh, G4S. Uh, right. You know more than somebody else talks. We ain't want to go into that. And, and what, what you need to understand it because you got mercenaries out here that's killing people for bankers. And you don't understand it. You better keep your head on a damn swivel because you got people out here, their number one job in these, these mercenaries out here is to transport, kidnap, and, and move people all over the damn planet. And that's all they had to say. You better follow the damn money. Talking about don't get on it. You better get on there. You're gonna have they're gonna knock your dick in the dirt. And Lord, uh, for you, for that Marine, thank you for your service. And that lady that just comes—that's the ignorance that is going around this world. That's why we can't get anything done. I, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. And thank you for that, man. Because you know, I'm glad somebody else said it besides me. Because in fact, you know, the the guy in um, Orlando, he worked for one of those little security companies. Little is it known that moved refugees around. But um, they ain't gonna tell you that part of it. <laughs> but anyway, let me welcome um, Sister Ngoni to the show. Welcome to the show, Sister Ngoni. Hi, Eric. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you for asking. Well, thanks for taking my call and greetings, everyone. I'm just real quick here. I just wanted to interject that, in my view, uh, in order to get a very good uh, understanding uh, in any discussion regarding Black Lives Matter, you must include the fact that George Soros is funding it. And I think the sick man, uh, when he first came on the show, uh, to me, you you are an example of how perception uh, from the mainstream news, uh, you know, just uh, uh, paints a picture. Uh, and then I saw how, you know, you kept 
jumping from one side to the other side. But in my view, based on what I've heard you say so far, I don't feel any any heartfelt uh, uh, anything coming from you that wants to see that all of this racial uh, and violence uh, is ended. You, you know, arguing about the FBI uh, statistics, you said those are the government's figures, not yours. Well, you, don't you know every time the government puts out uh, figures that, that just like the unemployment figures aren't correct. Uh, so, you know, you can't just go look at something on a government website and say, hey, that, that's got to be the truth. So it's all black people's fault. And that's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. Never said it was okay. all black people's fault. 100%. <laughs> that was the impression to me that you gave when you came on this show. And the very yeah. beginning with your rhetoric was that, you know, mm-hmm. it's all against black people. You act like you came here to preach a sermon to black people to tell right. black people what they ought to do or not do. That's all I'm saying. That was my impression. Okay, well, I, I'm sorry that you had that impression. You don't have to but be sorry. I, what, I'm, yeah. what I'm sick and tired of is I'm sick and tired of the black community using these things as an excuse to commit wow. and, 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 and to commit the same. There it is. The there it is. Right there. That's what I'm talking about, Eric. Uh-oh. There it is. Right there. Uh-oh. That's what I'm saying. Let me say this one thing. I'll be quiet. Let me say this one thing. Okay. Here's the problem with uh, with white people in general who have this um, two quick things. Number one, uh, no, let me say this. I'm, it's going to be really quick. I promise. Okay, Hitler before he was able to do what he what he did, he ran. They ran a negative propaganda campaign on the Jews. Therefore, when something happens, then people will say, "See, they deserve it." See, they're the cause for all of the problems in the, in the country. They're this, they're that. That's the same thing that America has done to black people, right, which is run a, a 24-7, 365 negative propaganda campaign on black folks. Therefore, when you have police killing unarmed black men, women, and children, is deemed as acceptable or okay, and people are not really that upset about it because they say, well, hey, they deserve it. They're thugs, they're criminals, they're no good. Here's the other thing that's the last thing. But white people, don't come over here and tell us what you're tired of black people doing. You will have no right. How dare you even say that? But here's the thing. For all these so-called blue But you can talk about people, white people all day long. Excuse me. Excuse me. For all these so-called blue-gooder white people who, who care and this and that, if you really care, go deal with your people. Go deal with the KKK. Go deal with the Nazis. Go deal with your uncle who you know is a policeman who's racist as hell. Go deal with your people and work on their basis of how they treat black people. Don't come over here and tell us what, what you think we should do and what you're tired of. Go deal with your own. Okay. And so your your point is to draw a line in the sand and say white people over here, black people over here. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Let me bring um Ed in. All right. Welcome to the show, Ed. Hey, how you doing, man? You know, sometimes I think I said that to you before. You know, sometimes I look at all this hell going on in the world right now, all the confusion, all the indiscretion. And you know, sometimes a lot of mess exists because we don't want to get to the root of the matter. And uh, you know. Like I said, folks not wanting to see the absolute truth about things sometimes, let's just say, allows the offenses to continue. Uh, I had something to say about this, but it's a question about whether, whether everybody wants to hear it. Because, you know, it's the kind of thing that people have been ignoring for a very long time. But one of the things I'd like to ask at the end of the day is this. 
with all the warfare we see in the world today, what are we really trying to defend? I mean, really, Great honestly, question. What is, I mean, what are we really trying to defend at the end of the day? Um, you know, something the creator told me a long time ago was this. He said, the greatest wisdom is not what people think they know, but what they don't know. But what people think they know, not giving full consideration of everything he has said, has not been wisdom at all. Purity and completion offers one choice. You ever stop to consider that over and over again, if you read the scriptures closely, when the Messiah is called Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, uh, the earlier verses relate the idea about, you know, those who walked in darkness to see a great light. How many of us are ready to understand that the solution is something people have not considered that once we all consider that solution, uh, that everyone has ignored, uh, realizing that all are guilty having, of having ignored that truth, that uh, when the Creator turns around and says, I'm not accepting anybody who can accept this truth that begins to set a foundation to fix it all, until then, everybody's guilty. So then maybe we start working together to try to find out what's missing and try to look for a healing. In other words, think about what democracy even is, for instance. And let's look at what even predisposed people to consider it a, a, stable, form, a stable form of government. I mean, think about it from right off the top. Democracy. Look at the words. You can even be interpreted demon rule or divided rule. Look at this concept. People came from Europe, okay? Bunch of folks in different nations fighting each other. They were under a system of serfdom. And I say serfdom, they had landlords. You had no opportunity. Everybody, if you in fact, was a, in so many ways was a sharecropper unless you owned land. Okay, there was a lot of oppression in that. There was a lot of Religious persecution in there when you start talking about what was going on with the Catholic Church and people realize they need to think about something. We just talked about inside the last century, talking about the end of a lot of monarchies. There's something else to think about in terms of all these little cross currents going on. A lot of folks not realizing what kind of revolutions were going on at the same time. We're talking about World War One, World War Two. There's a lot of things that need to be looked at in a play and going on at the same time. Most people are not catching on what's really happening here. So a lot of folks came to this country calling it the land of opportunity, had a chance to maybe get some of their own land, create for themselves something of their own. So they were forced to look for the idea of something that offers no discretion whatsoever as a viable system. And let me explain that for a minute. Democracy, divided rule. Why do you accept a whole lot of indecision unless you don't know what the truth is or what justice is at all? Think about it. Divided rule. Okay, you don't know what the rule is, but you want to believe that you haven't fallen away from something. You want to believe that you're still true to the initial idea. When the scripture says God shed, that they put down God shed his grace on thee, his grace is supposed to be the light of his wisdom that, that, that ends all arguments, that, brings, uh, that ultimately brings peace. Don't know what that is? So we're going to set up for something up and presume we all know something while we're not seeking the whole truth that ends the argument. Something is ignored. I'll give you an example. They don't tell you what that really means when it says the day you sin, you surely die. We know that Adam and Eve didn't immediately die. What it means is you begin to self-destruct. It means that you set up a, a chain reaction. Generation after generation, once man turned away, he didn't know how to come back. Lest the creator brought him back. Like I said, once you turn away, you don't know how to come back to what you forgot. You don't know how to correct your error once you fall from conscience. 
Remember, man was created an anointed thing. So, which is one that most don't really understand. There's another scripture that's to be, to be taken into consideration that's been twisted out of context for who knows how many generations. The one in Isaiah 45, what, 7 and 8, and it talks about that I create darkness and light, I create good and evil, I, the Lord, do all these things. They don't realize what that scripture really saying. Most high decides when <laughs> he will give someone or he will bring light where there has been darkness. Those who walked in darkness seen a great light. People don't recognize, they want to recognize they've been in darkness. Okay, the scripture before that. What does it say? It says that <laughs> whoever among you have a, uh, bind all the testimony, seal all the law. In other words, put it all together. The law. People say they're under grace and they don't have an agreement. That's crazy. Now, the creator, you to give, give, the creator, you're supposed to be under his grace, under his gift, under peace. But God calls the gospel of peace. The people don't have an agreement. That is insane. No mutual concept of a law. Okay, so the way of peace, they don't know. I mean, they don't even know how to agree. They don't even know how to accept agreement because everybody wants to defend his own, his own ideas. Okay, find all the testimony, seal all the law. And if they don't walk according to this light, in other words, the word for light there means an invariant high vibration that has no contradictions, therefore life. There is no life after a multitude of contradictions. They don't walk according to this light. There's no, they walk according to this word, this consummate word, there's no light in them. And it means they're just accepting confusion at a lesser level of conscience because they haven't seen anything greater. They're willing to accept that. And in every case, what are you doing? Blaspheming, defiling, and dishonoring the name of the Most High Himself. And at the okay. end of the day, what man has done is upheld a multitude of contradictions, none of which the Creator accepts, and not known to seek the Most High for what is missing or what the Messiah will bring that will ultimately have to rebuke a whole world in terms of where it has fallen so that man can find his way back home again. Okay, thank you, Ed, for that. I, I hate to cut you off, brother, because you you know you get into some deep stuff, and I'm I'm with you, but uh, my time is running short. Uh, I guess, but uh, I'm gonna talk about it tonight on my show. Okay, uh, yeah. okay. If you hold on, I'll let back you get to the, <laughs> back to the roots. That's the name of it. Thank you. <laughs> no, the name of the show oh. is Hidden Gospel. Uh, Hidden Gospel. Uh, uh, Hidden Gospel Reveal. Uh, Hidden Yah, Hidden Gospel, Hidden Gospel Reveal. Um, if you look at uh, Blog Talk Radio and then put a forward slash EDY1 in front of it, uh, it'll come up. Okay. All right. Thank you, Ed. And, uh, man, I tell you, you always drop knowledge when you drop by, man. I tell you. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Um, all right, y'all. We, we, as I say, we're running short on time, so it's 435 my time. And, uh, Time for y'all to get your last words in, and uh, please, 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 kind of, kind of keep them short, okay? I know some of y'all, y'all, y'all ready. So we're gonna start with Mays. Go ahead, Mays, you're up. Yes, I had to insinuate Matthews and learn nothing because he don't know how to listen. Matthew, you said you talk about welfare. More of you are on welfare than we are. You clean up your community, then we can clean up ours because you went in there and messed it up. You understand? Because it was perfect and pure before you came along, doing just like the addicts you see on the street look like you. You're not cleaning them up. So when you clean up your community, then you can come and tell me about math. So I'm tired of hearing you say what you said about what you said about black people, what you sick of them saying. I'm going to say what I say until the day that I die. Stay out of our business and clean up yours. Have a good day. All right. Well, thank you, Maze, for that. 
let's see. Um, Renee, you're up next. Yeah. Um, thanks, Mr. Todd. Good conversation. Um, I just wanted to say that, um, <laughs> you know, I, I hope that people really were able to hear what took place. Um, of course, I didn't come into the show to the end, but um, you heard this man transition. He and when I first got on, I heard him trying to speak as if he was so concerned um, for what's going on in the black community and oh, well, the crime and this and that and blah blah blah. And then you see when his arguments were stomped out about um, like on black crime, like I said, which is a misnomer and should not even be a conversation being had when dealing with the police brutality and suffering and, and harassment that um, black people. Um, have gone through by law enforcement, they shouldn't even be in the same breath. Um, when Mr. Michigan spoke about it, it should be an American problem, not a black people's problem. If y'all always want to talk about we should come together, which that's a, that's a lie anyway. But if y'all saying all of that, then you should take quote-unquote black-on-black crime as this is happening to you and your community and your people. You should see it the exact same way, and more white people should be out galvanized against it so that we could get things to change in the community. Um, the other thing is, you know, so you see how they progress from that to then he went into welfare. So how do we get from speaking about the killing of unarmed black men, women, and children at the hands of law enforcement to speaking about welfare? But see, all that is, those are white supremacist talking points. They use some of those techniques as the gotcha things in order to use welfare. Black, or, or excuse me, in order to use some of these um, stereotypes and things of that nature. Uh, Mays was 100% on point. Go deal with your people. That's what I said. Don't come over and try to tell black people how we should feel, how we should do, how we should, uh, uh, um, you know, protest or not protest. Don't tell us what we should do. If you're really that concerned about race, you're really that concerned about what's going on, go deal with your people. What black people are doing and what Black Lives Matter, even though I'm not advocating for them, but what they're doing is a reaction to racism. They're not causing racism. They're reacting to it. So with that, I'll leave that there. Thank you, Mr. Talk. Peace. Everybody have a good one. All right. Thank you, Renee. And as always, thank you for stopping by. All right. Uh, let's see. Matthew, a.k.a. Stickman, you're up, sir. Your last words. Well, um, what that young lady said, um, some of that was very eloquent. Um, I'm sorry that she doesn't like white people come, you know, trying to list what we think that the, the issue is. The issue is you're, she's right. It's not a black problem. It's an American problem. And the real problem isn't police brutality. The real problem is today we have an entire generation of spoiled, entitled brats, white, black, brown, green, yellow, who believe rules don't apply to them, whose parents refuse to be parents and hold their little kiddos accountable for their behavior. And to say that it's, uh, you know, to talk about black-on-black crime when the black on, when blacks are talking about police brutality is just a misnomer or uh, a deflection, that's just, that's rhetoric. That's just a joke. That's a way of trying to deflect themselves around what the original problem is. The original problem is violence in our communities, not just black violence, not just white violence but violence in itself. And I can't help, you know, the, the, the numbers. I don't necessarily believe 
government numbers, but the, those are the only statistics that we have to go by. The Black Lives Matter movement is nothing more than a terrorist organ, a domestic terrorist organization. And if they really believed that Black Lives mattered to black to black people, then they would be focused on uh, black, young black men between the ages of 15 and 34, not the police. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir, and thank you for stopping by. Um, do you, do you have you have a show of your own, correct? I do, sir. It's Skin Deep Theology. We air every Monday night at eight o'clock uh, Central Standard Time. Tonight we're going to have the Reverend Jesse uh, Lee Peterson, um, who's been on the Sean Hannity show. He's been in front of Obama. Um, we have Blue Lives Matter, the organizers from there. We also have a congressional candidate, um, Dr. Shirley McKellar, who is running for Congress in the in Texas. District 1, which is, I think it's the Dallas area. So we'd encourage all your listeners to even call into our show uh, and, and comment. And we're going to be talking about Black versus Blue, America's New War. All right. Thank you, sir. And uh, we'll see if we can't pay you a visit on your show. All right. Thank you once again. All right. Uh, N2K, you're up, sir. Mr. N2K, are you there? Yes, okay. I'm here. Yeah. You hear me? Okay. Yes, sir. Last words. Um, lively conversation. I appreciate everybody. Um, if you do the numbers, it doesn't matter if you work the number up or you work the number down. The percentages don't change. So even if there's 40% of black males, there's no way that they can commit 40% of the crimes. That's just mathematically impossible. Um, with that being said, I'd like to give a shout out to Michigan, Renee, and you, Mr. Talk, for having a very enlightful discussion. And I'm out. All right. Thank you, sir. And um, thank you for calling in. Really appreciate it. Okay. Next up, it'd be uh, Ed. <laughs> Your last word, sir. Yes, man. Thank you. I thank you for calling back. But like I said, it all comes down to one basic issue. When we turn around and realize at the end of the day that the creator is not pleased with any of the things or any of the allegiances that we have created and even dare to call life, because quite frankly, only the creator can make a savior, only the creator can uh, reveal to mankind what is necessary that we might have peace. And I say at the end of the day, we're going to have to ask ourselves a question. Which side have we stood on? To preserve the animosity or to seek the solution or solve the problem? And quite frankly, I'll just say this, the word for solution and answer uh, if you look at the original language, it's amazing enough. It's something most people don't give consideration. It means the return to what was before the controversy existed. Something to think about. And if you can't remember what that is, even though the scripture says, bring all things to remembrance, most not functioning after that idea, uh, you got a problem. Because a lot of folks turn around and say, okay, this is 2016. That was, that, that was given 3,500 years ago. Well, the scripture says all these things have to be brought to remembrance for the restitution of all things, even for the case of peace. Something that's a tremendous amount of truth that's been forgotten for a very long time till it's restored, man can't be made whole. That's okay. what I'm all about. 
All righty. Thank you, sir. I do appreciate you stopping by as well and dropping knowledge as you always do. All right. And last but not least, Sister Ngoni. Hey, Mr. Talk. Thank you for uh, a great show again. It was a very lively discussion. And I just thank you and say, everybody, good evening. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. (laughs) I'm holding myself back. (laughs) Okay All right (laughs) All righty All right Once again thank you Oh man what a great show I tell you A lot a lot of great conversation And that's what it's all about man It's all about having a a conversation Getting the um, um, the dialogue started And you know clearing clearing up some things Um a lot of good points were made. A lot of counterpoints, good counterpoints were made as well. Um, you know, I'm I'm sorry. I I, I just don't think um, the Black Lives Matter movement should be classified as a terrorist um, organization, domestic or otherwise. I I really don't, because I don't think, I do not believe that a lot of them are. Um, anti anything you know i think they they're looking to make um a better world for people of color i really do believe that of course with any organization within any organization there are the bad apples that uh get more notoriety no more notoriety than you know the ones doing good i.e law enforcement military you know, the list goes on and on. So I think when we, we take a look at things, we have to look at it objectively. Um, I still stand by what I said as well. You know, we have to be active in our own communities. I understand, you know, uh, some use that as a deflection. Well, that's what they do. But, you know, you have to uh, take responsibility for your own. You do. Um, and that's getting out there and working. Yes, there's many. There are many groups out there working within the community, and yes, they don't get the notoriety they deserve. But that's great, as long as they're out there working. But the question is, what are you doing? What are you doing? And um, if you can answer that question honestly and say you are making a difference in your community, then hey, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. You know, but if you, if you are part of the problem, then maybe you need to do a self analysis and a self check uh, and get your things together. That's all I'm saying. Okay. So once again, thank y'all for dropping by in the chat room. I think I got um East Coast guest nine forty five Shadow Warrior and the Shining Light still left in. Thank you for dropping by. I really appreciate your patronage and everybody else who called in today. Um, <laughs> great show, man. Great show. Oh wow. Uh, so we're going to take y'all out of here with some music. Uh, let's see what I want to play for you today. Hey, let's do a little Barry White for you, okay? My first, my last, my everything. Hey, man, it's been fun. Remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with the open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest and best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You can laugh at yourself, man, and everything else is gravy, all right? Until Friday, y'all, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. This has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm Mr. Talk saying see ya, and I definitely can't be ya. <laughs>
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.